MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. It is Wednesday, September 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities moved and expanded the search area for the convicted murderer who escaped from the Chester County prison last week after he was spotted on a trail camera at one of the nation's premier botanical gardens. 34-year-old Danilo Cavalcante was spotted five times since he escaped Thursday from the Chester County prison at 8.50 a.m. The convicted killer likely scaled up the prison roof and then jumped down to a less secure area to break free. Another inmate escaped the prison back on May 19th used a similar method to leave the facility. That prisoner was captured five minutes after his escape, according to court documents. Prison officials brought in security consultants to assess the situation after the escape. Additional razor wire was installed along the perimeter of the exercise area where he escaped, but it's believed Cavalcante was able to escape in a very similar way. So those experts recommended that they yeah. cashed up that hole? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Close that. Well, glad we brought them in. Uh, the expanded <laughs> search for uh, Cavalcante spurred uh, two nearby school districts to cancel classes Tuesday as a precaution, and uh, authorities urged residents to keep their homes and vehicles locked. The Kennett Consol- uh, Consolidated School District will be closed again today. Unionville Chad's Ford School District says it will also close schools uh, and offices on Wednesday. All schools will have a flexible instructional day, according to the district's website. The last known sighting of Cavalcante came Monday night uh, when he was spotted on a privately owned motion-activated wildlife trail camera on the property of Longwood Gardens. Police released images from that camera on Tuesday morning. One image uh, shows him walking north at about 8.21 p.m. and then another photo shows him walking south through the same area at 9.33 p.m. Longwood Gardens was outside of the established perimeter, so police shifted the search to include areas south of Route 1. Cavalcante now uh, has obtained a hooded sweatshirt and a duffel bag in addition to a backpack, but the photos confirm that he has not changed his appearance. How, how apprised of all of this do you think he is? In other I know, words, like, how, what, is he, yeah. what is he accessing? Is he aware of how extent? I know he knows this has to be an extensive search, but he, he has to know. Right? And I, I would imagine based on where he was that he heard that, um, you know, the recording of his right, mom. right. Uh, so based on the images, it's now believed uh, that he has broken into either home, garage or car. So police are saying, please secure homes, outbuildings and vehicles. Uh, Cavalcante has clearly gotten supplies and we want to minimize his ability to get anything more. Nick pulled up the uh, Longwood Gardens uh, Instagram page. They are closed today. Yeah. yeah. They will yeah. remain closed. They said, we appreciate your patience and thank you for your support as we continue to work with law enforcement. Yeah. So yeah. I know your concern, Kathy, is the Chadsford Winery, which... Uh, <laughs> I think they're still okay, open, good. so All right. if you guys want to go have wine. <laughs> a, a quick question on the trail uh, cameras, and uh, Nick, maybe you would know this. In the general area, do they... Are there... Outside of, say, Longwood Gardens, are there trail cameras? That's a great question, Steve. I don't know. There, uh, yeah. there are. Actually, are there? I okay. had this conversation with somebody who's a hunter. And, um, yeah, there there are cameras. And they huh. check them because they, they right, right, want right. to see, you know. If Migration. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, there are trail cameras in the area. Interesting. Uh, Longwood Gardens is was closed yesterday. And like uh, Preston just said, the business said it will be closed uh, today as well due to the search in the area. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw uh, resigned and will be leaving 
filling her role later this month for a new position the mayor's office announced Tuesday. Outlaw's last day with the city will be September 22nd. Uh, she will then become the deputy chief security officer for the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. First Deputy John Stanford will serve as Philadelphia's interim police commissioner. Her resignation comes just a few months before the end of Mayor Jim Kenney's tenure. And as the rates of homicide and other crimes have become a major issue in uh, the race to replace him. I would like to recommend that they hire someone with the last name Law Enforcer. Instead of outright. Law Enforcer. Uh, I've had a chance to meet her a couple times. She's really cool. She seems nice, right? Yeah. Uh, at the uh, uh, Wawa Welcome America events and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, she was always really sweet. While campaigning, Democratic mayoral candidate Sherelle Parker shifted questions, uh, sorry, skirted questions over her plans for leadership at the police department. Outlaw started her tenure in February of 2020 as the first black woman to lead the Philadelphia Police Department. She became, uh, she came on board just before the pandemic shut down and quickly had to oversee the city's safety as intense protests broke out in Philadelphia and across the country in the summer of 2020. Over the last few years, Philadelphia has seen a sharp increase in homicide, setting a modern day record in 20. 21 with 562 homicides that year. Homicides declined slightly in 2022 and advocates have said they are on track to decrease further this year. Authorities arrested two men accused of stealing nearly $30,000 in high-end merchandise from a Gucci store late last month. 30-year-old Nathan Thomas and his accomplice were taken into custody last Thursday for an alleged robbery of the Gucci store at the King of Prussia Mall about a week earlier. Investigators say on August 21st, Thomas and the unnamed man wore surgical masks and forcibly removed purses from their security cables just after the store opened. The pair stole an estimated $29,000 in merchandise and fled to a car waiting outside of the mall before before police arrived. Well, they took two purses. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yet people still robbed the Dollar General store right around the corner, yeah. Investigators later found the alleged getaway car in Philadelphia's Brewery Town neighborhood. Police say they tracked down Thomas after reviewing numerous hours of video and his accomplice uh, who has has not been publicly identified yet. The Upper Marion Police Department... We have a sketchy guy here who really knows how to accessorize. (laughs) (laughs) The Upper Marion Police Department is still searching for Thomas's alleged co-conspiracy conspirator in the heist. He is described as a 25 to 35 year old black male who was wearing black jogger pants, a black hoodie, blue sneakers, and a black baseball hat with the letter B on it. Anyone with information on the theft or the whereabouts of the second suspect is asked to contact police immediately. Do you think with all these high-end thefts of these stores, do you think that they uh, eventually the thieves actually start to get into high fashion and st- <laughs> start sure to they, follow the different lines? I mean, I'm sure their wives and girlfriends get a purse uh, out Why of not? It. Are those Jimmy Choo's? <laughs> <laughs> all right, in sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Padres 8-0 last night in San Diego. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a 431-foot home run into the second deck, and Pedro Avila combined with two relievers on a three-hitter to earn his first big league win. is that? Tatis's 23rd home run opened a three-run fourth inning, and the Padres added four more in the sixth against Michael Lorenzen, who took the loss. What the f***? 
Avila held the Phils to two hits in six and two-third innings while walking six and striking out one. The series in South Southern California wraps up this afternoon. Zach Wheeler will get the start, which is scheduled at 4-10. Danny Green will be returning to the Sixers. The veteran wing signed a one-year deal. According to multiple reports, Green's relationship, especially with Joel Embiid and new head coach Nick Nurse, were a big part of the team's desire to bring him into training camp with the hope that he would make the opening night roster. The last time Embiid and Green shared the court, the All-Star Center inadvertently toppled into Green's left leg. Green suffered ACL and LCL tears in the first quarter of the Sixers. <laughs> Game 6 playoff loss to the Heat in 2022. And finally, the son of former Eagles star and current radio personality Hugh Douglas was one of two college students killed in a car crash on Monday in Georgia. Douglas' son, also named Hugh Douglas, was a student at Morehouse College. He and his roommate, Christian Files Jr., were both killed in the crash. Oh, man. Douglas was a member of the Morehouse Business Association, an alt finance fellow, and a Goldman Sachs fellow, the school said in a statement. Files Jr. was a business administration major, co-captain of the Morehouse track and field team, media chair, uh, chair for the junior class council, and a member of the Morehouse Business Association. The former defensive end has been posting photos of his son on social media. One post reads, you were already a better man than me. Georgia State Police said the crash happened at 5 o'clock Monday as Files was trying to pass another car in a curve at a high rate of speed when the car left the road, hit two utility poles, and overturned. Both men died at the scene. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. So we've got ourselves a Wednesday before us, friend. We're glad you're going to be joining us. We have a lot of things planned, and uh, all of it's for you. Yeah. Including a secret text word. Today, we have your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Eddie Izzard uh, Thursday, September 14th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And I always go back and forth. Is it Izzard or Izzard? I've heard both. I don't really know. We've had him here in our studio yes. before. He's a great guest, but just know that he's hilarious and does a great stand-up routine and a one-man show, essentially. Uh, so he's going to do a... He's doing his North American tour. It's first time in four years. Um, and tickets for both nights, September 14th and 15th, are on sale now via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. But you have a chance to win them. Text the word SECRET to 39333, and I think you know how the mechanism works. I'm going to say Izzard. <clears throat> Izzard. I'm going to go with that. Izzard. Even if it's wrong. Short for Gizzard. Yeah. It's kind of like Gizzard. I like right. Gizzards, and I like like All right, so we will uh, we'll give those away. We also are going to go live on Fox Good Day today. And uh, around 9.30, uh, the amazing Pat Oswalt will be joining us on the show. And he's got a gig coming up in October at uh, the City Winery. Oh. Which is awesome. You know, I've never... Everyone I raves about it. I hear it's great. I've never been. You know what? Maybe... I have no idea what day of the week October 7th is, but I would Are like, you asking me out? I, You know... In front of everyone here, That's Steve. beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah, I accept. Let's do it. Thank you, because yeah. it would have been really embarrassing been embarrassing. said no, and I would have... As friends? Or... Uh, well, no, no, it's lovers. No, we're going to take it to another level now. You it's know, a Saturday. Never been. I've yeah. never... I'll bring whippets. It yeah. is a Saturday, so you guys could, uh, you know, maybe sleep in the next morning. Yeah. I'm so glad you said yes, because I'm very <laughs> fragile. Oh, really? Yeah, I just I fear rejection, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm a happier person. Now. Oh, there we go. I was, listen, oh, it, it works for me too. It makes me feel good about it. Uh, so anyhow, Pat Oswalt is going to be around 9.30 this morning. And uh, we have the A to Z. Yes, good. which Where has been phenomenal. We? Where are we now? I don't want to tell you, but I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, we're going to kick letter? everything off with something that really cooks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Okay. I know that new sound you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, 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 yeah. We must be in the J's. All right, so we'll take it. <laughs> Dude. Nice done. That was perfect. Nice done? Nice done. Nice done. Nice piece music. Nice piece music. Just keep it in neutral. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Nice done. Nice we'll done. come back in a second. Stupid question. Entertainment <laughs> report. I can tell right now. Yeah. We are going to have a good time today. So stay with us. We'll be our family. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Text came and said, I always forget that Johnny B. Good is a rock song, but I love it. It's in the A to Z. I think of Johnny B. Good as the rock song. Yeah, yeah. One of the uh, foundational rock songs of all time, right? I mean, yeah. I think one one of the hits to surface might have been Rock Around the Clock before that. But I, I think the, the real, where rock and roll started was Johnny B. Good with with uh, Chuck Berry. I mean, that's that's the real deal right there. Just a, this Marty a McFly. Great song. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know... Marvin Barry, <laughs> if not for Marvin, if not yeah, for Marvin, right. yeah. he was looking for a sound. He, you know, he he passed it along to Chuck. Yeah, don't nobody go nowhere. <laughs> All right. So we're going to ask a stupid question this morning, and we are going to give away a prize: a pair of tickets to MMR Rock Skid Row and Buck Cherry Wednesday, September thirteenth at the Keswick Theater. The question that I ask for you is a musical one: What instrument is sometimes called a tin sandwich? Uh huh. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What uh, instrument is sometimes called a tin sandwich? Call now. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays today. 
while we wait for that answer, today being the sixth day of September. Jane Curtin has her birthday. We were just talking about her the other day. Yeah, she felt she was uh, she was reviewing some of the earlier SNL bits and said they weren't all that funny. It just was not funny, like not even a giggle <laughs> at all. Because it was, you know, it was timely humor. Yeah. It was, it was uh, current events that they were joking about on that show. Uh, Saturday Night Live, obviously. But she's been in tons of stuff throughout the years. Kate so Nally. I, li- I like Third Rock from the Sun. Third I thought Rock that, was I thought great. that was a great show. Kate Nally was great. Uh, yeah. She is 76 today. Uh, it's also Jeff Foxworthy's birthday today. You might be a redneck comedian. He's been on our program many times throughout the years. Built an empire with that uh, redneck tour. Yeah. A lot of those comedians are the first to say that they owe the resurgence in their careers to Jeff Foxworthy. Super nice guy and one of those guys that works clean but is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he is uh, 65 today. Uh, actress Swoozy Kurtz. I like the swoozer. She's been in a lot of things. Liar, liar. Yeah, that's right. She was the opposing lawyer, liar, liar. Uh, But I'm trying to... Sitcoms. What else off the top of my head? But she's been in loads of stuff. She's 79 today. Uh, Rosie Perez is celebrating a birthday as well today. The Stookie Brothers. The, the what? The Stookies. What is that from? <laughs> White men can't jump. Okay. She gets very excited that the Stookie Brothers are coming after Woody. I liked her in uh, Untamed Heart. Yeah. Uh, she was great in that movie. Uh, she is celebrating her 79th. Or no, no, that's Swoozie Kurtz. <laughs> Rosie Perez is 59. Okay. I'm sure she doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. She was also a click. Endora. Oh, was she? Take a pick. Oh, that's what cool. now? Take a pick. She was the camera voice. She was the voice of the camera. Seriously? Uh-huh. I had no freaking idea. We watched every episode of that show, and I had no idea. Was the first time we saw her in Do the Right Thing? Wow. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, no, she was, a, was she a fly girl? She, it says she's a choreographer, so she's a dancer of sorts. I don't know if she was a fly she's girl a or not. Wait, I know no. that J-Lo was. No, she was a singer. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. Thanks. Oh, my God. So I don't really know for sure. But what I do know is today is Roger Waters' birthday. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it's a big one for the man behind Pink Floyd. Uh, he turns 80 years old today. I, I've been on a Floyd cake recently. Have you? Yeah. All right. Where have you been going? Uh, All the way back really? to the dark to the- side of the moon. And even before that a little bit. But um, yeah, man, it's it's. I really took a big, long pause because I was overplaying Floyd. But uh, it's good to be back. It's... um. You know, to go in down that progressive, uh, if, if you're not, if you haven't been down that, yeah, it's yeah. a commitment because the songs are long and they're deep and they're, you know, and that's with any band. Yes, Rush, any of those bands, if you want to spend some time with them, you got to, you got to go all in for a little while because they're pretty intense. But uh, musically, just a, a genius. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. Uh, and he turns uh, 80 years old today. Roger Waters and Pink Floyd obviously represented very well in the packed school A to Z. Some of our longest tracks are going to come from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hang in there. Uh, news reporter and anchor Elizabeth Vargas is uh, 61 today. She used to be married to Mar- uh, Mark Cohn. Yeah, who wrote uh, Walking in Memphis. That's correct. And yeah. sang it. Uh, yeah. And uh, they are still very amiable and sakiable. Are they? Uh, but she, she beat a long battle with booze. She did, yeah. She's 61 years old today. Michael Winslow. <laughs> 
from the Police Academy movies. Disappointing the interview we had with him. Sound effects with his mouth. Yeah, we had a crappy interview. He, he just he didn't want to dive into the the sound effects. I guess. Listen, I understand. Yeah, dude, make stupid sounds. You're tired of doing it, but it's also your bread and butter. Yeah, it's what you're known for. It's why so, people come to your show. Butter that bread. Yeah. So he's 65 today. Uh, Steve, you'll love this. Mad Magazine cartoonist Sergio Aragones. Oh my God! Is yeah. 86. And One of my favorites. All those guys. It just they were they were uh, the usual gang of idiots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, he had the he would paint himself with that big curly mustache. <laughs> if you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is celebrating his 86th birthday today. That magazine influenced so many comedians that, yeah. that you've enjoyed over the years. It was a, it was a really smartly done oh, magazine, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, Idris Elba ah. has a birthday today. Yep, from uh, the Thor universe of the Marvel universe. Well, I guess it would be the Thor uh, solar system of the <laughs> Marvel universe. Yeah. But he turns uh, 51 years old today. We were just talking about these series hijacked, yeah. right? You say it's a pretty good case, right? Yeah, I, a lot of people, um, I, I had heard from a couple of different people, oh, you're going to cry in the, you know, I, I cried at the last episode. I did not. I was yeah. Like, what were we crying about, you know? Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I enjoyed the show, but it could have been a movie. Okay. Other than being a strikingly handsome man, he's got a vocal delivery about him that just man's authority. He also, he has that, um, there's that movie he did with Kate Winslet where they were, the, the plane crashes in the mountains and they have to get each other through and <clears throat> he's very compassionate and he has that side of him as well. He can do a lot of yeah. different things. And uh, I love in, in Pacific Rim, he's got a line when he's yeah, trying yeah. to convince the guy to, to come and join them with the, the giant robots. He's like, do you want to die on a wall or in a Jaeger? <laughs> Just got a badass delivery about him. And then finally, and I'll say this quietly, <clears throat> Pippa Middleton. It's her birthday today. I was thinking of Pippa over the weekend. Pippa was in the news over the weekend. Well, let me tell you why. It yeah. wasn't because of that. It was because I was at a wedding. Oh. And there was uh, the maid of honor would come down and fluff the dress. Right. The train of the dress. And I remember Pippa doing that uh, with uh, Catherine's uh, wedding. Right. Well, uh, Pippa caught a lot of attention because of her derriere. Her hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked damn good. What was she in uh, the news? Uh, why was she on, on the, the weekend? something with the family or she just had a kid or, yeah, something something benign and wonderful. Okay, well, she turns 40 today. She blew up a bus. Pippa Middleton yeah. is 40 years old today. I will see if someone has an answer to the super question, what's sometimes called the tin sandwich. That's what we would like to know. 215-263-WMMR. Tis Lauren that we go to. Lauren, good morning. Hi, good morning. All right, Lauren, lay it on us. What instrument is sometimes called a tin sandwich? A harmonica. She's right. Yeah, Yeah, Lauren, hang on. And you are going to go see Skid Row and Buck Cherry. Then what's a Cleveland steamer? It's called the Gangs All Here Tour. Wednesday, September 13th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com and complete details at WMMR.com. I got a bunch of things to share with you guys. We're going to start with this. Arnold Schwarzenegger recalled a frightening medical experience in a video shared to YouTube recently. He explained that his doctors made a mistake Whoops. while performing a non-invasive valve replacement surgery. Ooh. He said... Yeah. 
He said, I woke up and all of a sudden the doctors were in front of me saying, I'm so sorry, but it was unlike what we planned. They said that they made a mistake and poked through the heart wall. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. And had to open me up very quickly to save my life. He said, I was really freaking out over the whole thing. (laughs) That's him trying to hold him down on the gurney. Yeah. It's like they seen in Total Recall. Uh, he included a video of himself walking the halls of the hospital with a walker uh, to recover. <laughs> Please keep it down. Following the surgery, he said the bottom... Could you imagine you, you come out of surgery and the doctor says that to you? Yeah, he said the bottom line is you cannot roll the clock back. I uh, said it was a disaster. I was in the middle of a disaster, so now how do I get out of it? My nipples are very sensitive. And he said you have to shift gears. You collect yourself, shift gears, and say, okay, what I need to do now is get out of this hospital. Arnold's got a weird thing going on with his head right now. His, his eyebrows and his beard are mostly white, but he continues to dye the top of his head, so so it looks like <laughs> two different You're people. Right, and and it's crazy. Yeah, it's a little odd looking. Different colors of, a, of my face. So when he said, you know, all Where's I had, my mule? when he said I had to get out of the hospital, and he said I looked like an idiot waddling around the hallway. <laughs> but the bottom line was, the doctor said you have to exercise your lungs because if you get uh, pneumonia, you can die. <laughs> He said, we did it because I have a positive attitude. Three months later, I started shooting Terminator 6. So they actually penetrated his heart wall. That's pretty, uh, that could have gotten really, really bad. I wonder, well, listen, we live in a litigious society. I wonder, you know. Yeah, I don't know. He said he was freaking out, so I don't know, but uh, he's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bob Barker's cause of death has been revealed. The beloved host of The Price is Right died from Alzheimer's disease. Uh, I know. That was really sad to hear. Uh, He's such a sharp guy for all of his life. I wonder how long he suffered. That's a good question. Hopefully not a long time. Uh, Passed away on Saturday at the age of 99. Uh, His longtime partner, Nancy Burnett, told Entertainment Tonight up until several months before his passing, Bob routinely participated in conversation and bedside exercises. Okay. So at least he, but that still doesn't mean he was totally with it and everything, but he was talking, so that's good. I didn't know that that could be a cause of death. Absolutely. Like, I thought that was just, you know, with the brain, I didn't realize it could, yeah, I didn't realize it could cause death. No, my buddy's uh, father died from Alzheimer's, and it's it's the ticking clock, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it it can kill you. Um, Barker's representative, Roger Neal, also told the outlet, I can't stress enough the great care that Nancy took of him. It was around the clock. Uh, the fact that he got to stay in his home, uh, the same house since uh, the 1950s, to be able to live there his whole adult life and be able to be home when he passed, I think it was very fortunate. So he died in the home he had had since the 50s? I guess so. That's pretty amazing. That is, yeah. You would think yeah. over, the, over that time that he would probably upgrade I have no. I, I gotta imagine if you bought a house. Why in the 19- are we living in this dump? Well, in the 1950s. I yeah. mean, you know, uh, along the way, they, I'm sure they could have upsized. You know, because in the 50s he was making a good living, but yes. he wasn't a superstar the way or maybe he just became. Added on to it, or built in know. it, or invested wisely. It's always been sort of my dream to die in Bob Barker's house. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and how selfish of him. <laughs> well, now you can. Now you I can. can. You can There's get room it. now. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet made things official during Beyonce's Renaissance tour in L.A. on Monday night. The pair can be seen making out in a VIP section in a video that was obtained by TMZ. Yeah, it's it's extensive PDA Preston. Yeah. I mean, they're wrapped all over each other. I know. And good for them. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what? He has Dune. No, I love Timothy yeah. Chalamet. I'm not. I don't no. want. Him, I don't want him integrating in the the, the Jenner Kardashian I family. I don't, Jenner. Listen, you can't avoid it. I, I guess the Jenner so. universe is large and expansive. You need to open your mind to the possibilities that exist, Preston. I just can't stand that family, and I like You're him. You're being held prisoner to your perception of time. It's much different out here. What if Preston? Yes, Nick. <laughs> and and Caitlin, uh, it's like a conquest. He's like he can check this one off the list. Just then, a notch. Yeah, and that it's not know. a notch on the belt, and he's going to move on. And and it's not like a relationship thing, but he can be like, yeah, I nailed one of the Jenners. Yeah, so Nick, that's a good point. Nick makes a good point, Preston. Nick is saying basically this is just a notch in his belt. He's just wait, that's my daughter. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Uh, Chris Gardner, the senior staff writer for The Hollywood Reporter, joked uh, on social media, mark your calendars on Beyonce's 42nd birthday. Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner made their public debut uh, at Sophie Stadium uh, to see Bay's Renaissance stop on September 4th. Oh, Bay's. Is it SoFi? SoFi, SoFi, SoFi. SoFi. Other stars who attended the show on Monday night included uh, Nicey Nash. Nicey. Nisi Nash, Haley Bailey, yes, is that right? Halle yeah. Bailey, uh, Laverne Cox, uh, Zendaya. Now you I know, know I'm that pronouncing one. that right. Yeah, you got it's that. not Zendaya. Nailed it. Tom Holland, <laughs> Kim Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, and more. Thank you. Uh, Got a few who's points. Ann Moore? Ann Moore. Yeah, she's <laughs> no. a tap dancer from the 40s. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Ann Moore Review. Oh. Played the Catskills a lot. I will tell you this, Casey. <laughs> I, <laughs> everyone loves the dancing stylings of Ann Moore <laughs> and her trained chimp bongo. Bongo? Ow, that hurt my side. It's really cool she brought a chimp along. Absolutely. Uh, it was the fourth. Always the animal lover. <laughs> of course, by the time it turns 12, she'll have to shoot it because they become aggressive. <laughs> Did you just take it up back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. By the dumpsters. There's a whole stack of dead chimps back there. <laughs> bongo one. Uh, bongo two. Bongo two. Uh, you can't even make out Bongo three. That's because the raccoons got to his face. <laughs> well, uh, Casey made points. the point, and I agree with it, though, about uh, 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 Kylie. <laughs> The what work that her? she's had done. It's good. It's good. It's really, really good. If you I mean, look at what she was uh, and, and what yeah. she's become, money well spent. Mm. But the question is, will she continue doing that over time? I just, How old is she? You don't need to get work done that young. And she's, so she actually came to the realization. In fact, she had a, a uh, it was, in fact, you reported on it that she talked well, about she regretted getting some of the procedures that she's had done. I guess that's not necessarily true. If you have a feature and you're younger and you just don't like it and you want to change it, that's yeah. okay. Look at the side-by-side yeah. here. Here's your perfect example. Like I told you, my friend Keith had a gigantic nose, yeah. and he had he a nose job yeah. when he was in high school. He I needed it. I don't know how she can regret any of the work that she had done, because honest to God, and, and I, 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 I don't... 
I, I need to be careful with the language that I use because I know that when I look in the mirror, like I, I there's nothing to write home about. So, well, you're, you're, but she you're, you're would putting not it in be in context a, of this, and I get, I know what you're saying. She would not have the success that she has. I agree. If she, she didn't have, have any of that work done, Pre- Casey, you could certainly, you would not be able to sell a cosmetics line. She couldn't sell lip kit because right. she doesn't have you, lips. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Still a cute girl before the... Yeah, she absolutely yeah. was. By our human standards? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she would have looked odd. Sta- this is awful Next to the rest of the family? Next to the rest of the family. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, I'm moving on because this is a follow-up to yesterday's story. Joe Jonas has filed for divorce from Sophie Turner uh, after four years of marriage and two children. So this did happen yesterday. You got it. We had reports he was yeah. hiring a lawyer, and now he has filed. You're way ahead of the entertainment curve. The 34-year-old Jonas... His brother Singer filed to end his marriage with the 27-year-old star of Game of Thrones uh, in Florida's Miami-Dade uh, County Court. So they have apparently this non-compete pressing. So as who do you think has more money in this relationship? Oh, you mean a um, not a, a non-compete, a, a non-compete a, um, <laughs> prenuptial? That's our world. Uh, I got probably him. Yeah, with right? the music and with the music, acting. Yeah. You know, so the filing says the marriage between the parties is irretrievably broken. Aww. Uh, the couple had a daughter, Willa, in 2020, and last year had another daughter whose name they have not made public as of yet. What do you th- What do you think? Do you put any stock in the thing that she's apparently uh, was was partying a lot, and that's what broke them up? Don't know. Not really sure. She never impressed me as that kind of. Uh you know, in Game of Thrones, was her character always partying? No, she was not. Uh, she was actually, <laughs> uh, she was actually very reserved. Okay. Um, uh, you know what she had? I've I've seen videos of her out having fun and pictures uh, posted on social media. But everybody does that, so I, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, Jonas is seeking joint custody of the girls. According to divorce documents, the two had a prenuptial agreement that Jonas expects will be enforced. According to the filing. Video footage, and we have audio of this, has emerged showing a woman accusing Gary Busey of hitting her car and allegedly refusing to trade insurance information. A spokesperson for the sheriff's office confirmed to Entertainment Weekly that uh, traffic detectives were investigating his alleged involvement in the incident. The lethal weapon actor, who was 79, reportedly backed his car into another vehicle while exiting a shopping center along the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu on Wednesday. TMZ published footage featuring an unidentified woman filming her pursuit of Busey, accusing him of hitting her car and requesting his insurance information. Busey reportedly pulled out of a shopping center and struck the woman's bumper instead of pulling over. The woman claimed that he left the scene. So we have audio of yeah. this exchange. So this is a little bit of that. There's uh, two, yeah, one, two clips. Here we go. And apparently he's walking away, and then uh, he confronted uh, confronted by the driver. Here we go. Be right now. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. You hit my car. You have scuffs all over your car. Progressive insurance. I want ah, your. I want insurance. the number. Insurance. I want the information, no, no. sir. You I'm hit private. my car. It doesn't matter. You hit me. You hit my car. No, you rear-ended me. You can't hit someone and then leave. He says, he says, I'm private. I'm pregnant. That's <laughs> I can't say I'm, I'm pregnant. You're not pregnant. 
did. Progressive insurance. Progressive yeah. What does private have to do with whether I, or not you're lying? I, was, I don't. I'm a private in the military. I oh. don't know. I'm hoping to become a lieutenant. I was thinking like it's social media. I'm, I'm pregnant. Private. I'm yeah. private. My account is private. He later gave a full statement to the police, Nick. <laughs> I think he just didn't know what to say, and that's what came out of his mouth. Pregnant, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm six months pregnant. <laughs> six months. Pregnant. I know you're going to hurt the baby. Uh, several photos of a car's st- uh, scuffed back bumper, allegedly belonging to the woman accused Busey of a hit and run, were also shared with TMZ. So, please, I got to get to the park and spank it. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, that's right. He was in his pants down not that long ago in a park. Uh, so we'll see where yeah. this goes. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so Jamie Foxx enjoying, is enjoying his life again following the undisclosed medical complication that left him uh, hospitalized in April and recovering for months afterwards. The actor was photographed holding his hands with his girlfriend, Alice, uh, in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico over Labor Day weekend. Uh, he could also be seen sitting on the beach and holding a pair of binoculars. So. Olay. Olay. Um, so he is talking a lot more, and he the one thing he has not m- expanded on is exactly why he was away for so long. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if he'll ever reveal that. Yeah, I do not know. Riverdale actress Lily Reinhardt Lily. and Euphoria actress Sydney Sweeney, Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, dispelled their feud rumors via the Instagram their Instagram stories on Monday. I never even knew there was a yeah. Rumor. There was a rumor sharing a selfie of the pair smiling together on the boat in Venice. Reinhardt wrote in the caption, "We'll be over here if you need us." Uh, Sweeney That's also good. shared a photo one. to her Instagram uh, stories, and Reinhardt appeared to give Sweeney a dirty look during a red carpet. <gasps> this is where it all came. Oh, the dirty look. Reinhardt appeared appeared to give uh, Sweeney a dirty look during a red carpet moment that went viral over the weekend, causing fans to speculate. Reinhardt also wrote, stop making villains out of women every chance you get. Right on, sister. Yeah. Right on, sweet sister. Uh, Sydney Sweeney is way too hot. I don't know, man. You know what? Uh, but she does it for oh, me. Super talented too. A, yeah. I forget what I was watching. Is a show. It's, White Lotus. No, it was another one, Nick, where she was um, being interrogated by the FBI. Apparently, it's based on a true story. Uh, and um, man, she's good. They had her old dowdy down and everything, but a solid actress. Yeah, she's there's something about. She's got resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't care for that. I mean, she's attractive for sure. Yeah. But I can't quite get past that. There's and plus, s- her, her character in White Lotus is was just such a shallow. Yeah. One of these, I'm, I'm bored. Yeah, I yeah, hated yeah, that, yeah. and I think that maybe her yeah. a little bit. That's a big. That's just, I forget I was reading where I was reading the article, but it was various actors, Preston, who have had to fight back from that character association, yeah. just like you're mentioning, because sure. you can't help it. You're going sure. to assume that person's that. Well, yeah. it comes so naturally, right? To them, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Who's the uh, the didn't the principal in um, Breakfast Club have to deal with that his whole career? Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. he's a jerk, and, and apparently he was a sweetheart nice in real life. Yeah. Yes, uh, um, uh, the kid from um, Game of Thrones, the evil king. Uh, oh, a really nice Joffrey, Joffrey, yes. right. yeah, that there's actor. A, he's had to deal apparently with it too. yeah, super nice. Malfoy, same thing. Malfoy, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a sex scene with Sidney Sweeney in Euphoria, and she's doing this photo shoot, and then she ends oh. up having sex with this guy, and it is um, it's, it's Gary Busey. It's, it's not Gary Busey. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I have progressive insurance. Sure. Sure. Tell me, got- Sidney Sweeney. Tell <laughs> me, got pregnant. Sir, <laughs> so that, that's your COVID card. That's my insurance. <laughs> 
It's it's basically porn. The, the scene that she shoots. Really? In it's very sexy. Okay. All What's right. the, the? She's in this rom com with the guy from uh, Top Gun Maverick. Um, that's coming out soon. Remember, she, oh. there were all sorts of issues with that because they seem to be getting on a little too well. Too well. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of Sydney, Entertainment Weekly reports that the spinoff NCIS Sydney <laughs> oh. is set to premiere. We're talking Australia? CBS November 13th. Yeah. Uh, this marks the first international NCIS spinoff and the fifth installment overall. The other spinoffs include Los Angeles, uh, New Orleans, um, Hawaii, and uh, so this will be the fifth one in the regular run. They were the, the standard to NCIS. So. Did you redo? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. Let's see. I got to see. I got to see. I'm pregnant. What time is it? All right, I My water broke. <laughs> What the hell is going on? I was trying to figure out which short to do next. And as I was going "Ah," like this, I just felt like Gary Busey for a second. Uh, FX is gearing up for the release of Welcome to Wrexham Season 2. The network shared a teaser for the season on, uh, well, yesterday with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. The new teaser shows Reynolds and McElhenney take etiquette lessons as they prepare to meet British monarch King Charles III. Do you know, so speaking of that, there was a story, I guess it was at the Bay concert, um, but apparently he was palling around with Prince Harry. Yeah, there was Glenn Howerton, who I think is going to come in studio in a few weeks, actually. Um, I chatted with Glenn a little bit yesterday. Anyway, Glenn and Rob and Prince Harry were at a uh, LAFC game, Steve, because uh, Messi was playing. Oh, that's so, it, yes. So uh, Prince Harry is a big uh, soccer fan, and uh, yeah, so there's, there's a great photo of... Uh, Glenn, Rob, and Prince Harry, and then also Will Ferrell's in that um, <laughs> in that box as well. Will Ferrell owns that soccer team, um, LAFC. Look at this. Does yeah. Look at this. Yeah. So Rob and Rob McElhenney and Will Ferrell are friends because of the soccer connection. Oh my god! And uh, I, I was thinking about it over the weekend. Just the amount of money and businesses that these guys have all uh. dabbled in. So should we should gamble. we get our own <laughs> soccer team yeah. just like a kid soccer team? I was thinking about sponsoring a team that like our uh, locally in Harleysville they have you know our, right. our little leagues. I'm like well, I should sponsor one of those let, teams. Let's get the show a show soccer team. Welcome to Kensington. Oh be, yeah, and and we welcome to Juniata Park. <laughs> right, yeah, and we can have uh, <laughs> yeah. Can That's I go in the we, locker room? No. We talk coach. about this all the time. I it mean, is yeah. so easy. I've done it. Yeah. It's so easy oh, to sponsoring do. Sponsoring teams? Yeah. Oh, I know. You could it's like we could yeah. do Anywhere. I mean, I sponsor obviously Jace's teams, but like you could, we could go to any little you do? league. Any, yeah. What your your jewelry yeah, line? Yeah. Shut up. Well, I I didn't. I actually didn't do Jace's baseball team because I thought it would be weird for the Kathy Romano collection to be for boys. So I did. The, <laughs> right, right. I did the uh, this the uh, softball team, the girls' softball team. I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. But, I mean, here is a just a list of the people that were at this game. And Marissa says it's uh, called the Messi effect. But, like, this, yeah. is, this is the Huge. guest list. I mean. Well, it's like the Bay effect. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah, but you got Gerard Butler, uh, Leo, Leo uh, James this Harden, Colin. Shocker! Uh, Bobo from Cypress Hill. Uh, Tom Ellis, Will Ferrell, Liam Gallagher, Selena Gomez, Brendan Hunt, LeBron James, Clayton Kershaw, Prince Harry, Magic Johnson, Mario Lopez, uh, Meghan Markle, Tobey Maguire, Nas, Ed Norton. I mean, I can keep going. This was at this game, that this game. very game. Think yep. about the people we would draw. Yeah, you got to be kidding me. The Gary Lauer, Jervis. <laughs> that guy that yells in the pool. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Woo! 
Mike from Bucks yeah. County. Right, yeah. the guy who the guy who blew into the road cone in London. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh I don't think we guy? can get him. Oh, we can get him. No, can we? Yeah. The escape prisoner. Yeah. Maybe we can bring him out. Are you saying at these little league games we'll draw like that? Yeah. That's our crowd. Oh, the celebs. Yeah. You got to stay in your lane, man. Yeah. So anyhow, Charles and Queen Camilla visited Wrexham AFX in Hurricane Schwartz in December. Reynolds and McElhenney met the couple during a guided tour of the racetrack ground. Season two opens in the wake of a painful elimination for the Red Dragons in the playoffs and continues to track the club as they return for promotion out of the National League and return to the English Football League. So the teaser has arrived. Uh, And then one last thing, uh, How I Met Your Father has come to an end. On Friday, E.T. confirmed that the How I Met Your Mother spinoff has Hmm. been uh, canceled. You're all fired. After two seasons on Hulu. Thank you, E.T. How I Met Your Father followed Sophie, who is played by both Hilary Duff in present day and Kim Cattrall in the near future. Cattrall narrates the show telling her son what kind of antics she and her friends got up to in their 20s, all on the road to sharing how she met his dad. Uh, Throughout its two seasons, it featured uh, some cameos from How I Met Your Mother, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, and Kobe Smulders both showed up, but it's not It wasn't good. To keep it alive, unfortunately. All right, now we can hit the clips. The new movie, Aristotle and Dante, Discover the Secrets of the Universe, brings the popular coming-of-age novel by Benjamin Alir Senez, or Sands, uh, to the big screen. And in this clip, Max Paleo gives people an idea of what to expect from the adaptation. We meet Aristotle at the very beginning. He's a 15-year-old Mexican-American young man. It's uh, summer 1987 in El Paso, Texas. And uh, he just lives in a constant state of like unease and resentment. But then uh, one day at the pool, he meets lovely Mr. Dante Quintana. And, uh, you know, all the magic that Dante is and their friendship, that's just that's just the catalyst. I don't give a f- Antoine, or no, no, Aristotle, excuse me, and Dante discover the secrets of the universe comes to theaters this Friday. Here's our next clip. Ahead of the season premiere, the stars of Chucky. Chucky! Want you to catch up on two years of their possessed dull nightmares. Near star, uh, Bjorgvin Arnenson talks yeah. about the character's development. You know, I guess he grew some balls. I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, he... Um in, in this season, I think he's more confident. He's more, uh, you know, after all that trauma from season one, he's kind of like, you know, you know what, Chucky? I'm killing this guy. No, I'm done. Shut up, dummy. I saw the ad uh, for this the other day. I'd forgotten that they made a TV show about Chucky, and I immediately thought of you, Casey. Yeah. Uh, the time that you were putting your kids to bed. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. Good night. Poor daughter. Uh-huh. I love you. Sleep well. And just as he's walking out the door... <laughs> And before he turns off the light, he goes, by the way, Chucky's under your bed. Turns off the light, turns the door, and goes away. Oh, my God. You're poor It's not my proudest moment, oh, Father. I, I love it. I I can't believe you did that, but it's pretty damn funny. I'm, I'm going to give you the Chucky's win on this, this one, though, Preston. Your story. Oh, man. About. Hey. Uh, tell it again, because it's so hilarious. So, when your sons were younger. God, Parker was probably, I don't know, seven years old or something like that. And he comes to <laughs> you and goes, he goes, Dad, you know, I was talking to one of his friends, and he says, and he was telling me about this doll, you know, it, but he, he could actually move around and he had like scars all over his face and a knife. And I go, oh, you mean Chucky? And he <laughs> he reacted by going, 
<laughs> yeah. As if I just made it real. As if I just yeah. like I yeah. He thought it was it was a made up right lie. Something like the yeah. moment I said Chucky, he thought that I it was a real it's thing real. that existed. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And w- it took a long time to get over Chucky. <laughs> uh, we eventually got over Chucky, but yeah. Um, so there's a TV show, and it starts uh, this week. Starts streaming on Peacock. All right, we are going to take a break. We have many things with the A to Z being the full background of everything here at MMR. We are in the J's. We're going to come back in just a moment and play more for you. We got a good selection of songs this morning. We also have Patton Oswalt joining us, which is pretty awesome. Very cool. And we go live on Fox Good Day, and with our secret text word today, we have your chance to win tickets to see Eddie Izzard, who's going to be uh, performing Thursday, September 14th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll come back in a moment as you're making the drive. Stay with us. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Shine Down, Billy Idol, and maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. You can vote at WMMR.com now for your favorite singers to take the stage with them at MMRBQ. Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks, and join us September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details. Or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Rita's and Family and Company Jewelers. Well, uh, my mind is expanding. It's wandering. And I think we need to delve into it. Yes, we are going to... See what's happening with the stream of consciousness. Oh, no. yeah, I was I'm waiting sorry, for that. I gotta do this thing. Okay, wait, waiting for the music. Okay, it's come. Right here it comes. We can hit the music and then we'll okay. we'll play our little clip here. There you go. Thank you. Casey runs the music. The stream of consciousness. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Yes, the stream of consciousness, sir. We're just going to let it pour out of my head. That's yeah. it. Um, this is a... I need one of these. Oh, yeah? A human-sized dog bed. <laughs> it was featured on Shark Tank, and this product actually exists, and you can order it now. So, um, I love this. I've seen it. Uh, it looks incredibly comfortable. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun. There, There is something that I really do like about a, a classic dog bed design. Mm-hmm. It's that rim around yeah. the bed. Yes. Instead of just like a uh, like a beanbag bed or the... What do they call the... Uh, what's that store? The, oh, oh, Love Sack. Love Sack, which are fine, but this ridge around the outside yeah. of a dog bed on a large human scale, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, that's what makes it, for sure. It's called the Pluffle. The Pluffle. <laughs> yeah. P-L-U-F-L. It was invented by uh, Yuki Kin- uh, Kinoshita and Noah Silverman, who built the business while studying at the University of British Columbia. And they came up with the idea in 2021 when, in typical college student fashion, they wanted to take a nap in the middle of the day. And there was just one problem. They couldn't find a comfortable spot to snooze. And then in a coffee shop, they saw a dog comfortably napping in the afternoon on a dog bed. And the idea for the pluffle was born. I love the, the pluffle concept. Mm-hmm. I love here also that people are able to sort of get in with their 
their dogs. Yeah, it's sure. kind of a nice spooning thing. And it's the precursor to a healthy sexual relationship with your pet. Ah, oh, it's yeah. uh, a companion to that. Right. right? Uh, the two founders created a prototype product, raised uh, money on Kickstarter, and they scored a spot on Shark Tank, and they received a two hundred thousand dollar investment from uh, Lori uh, Grenier and uh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I say, no, thank you. It's way too expensive. They have other things that I, uh, and I press, I'm pretty sure you bought one. It's one of those beanbag chairs that uh, you unzipper it, and it turns into a bed. Bought two of them. What are those things called? I forgot. I want one so bad, but my wife and I cannot agree on furniture, and, uh, it, like, I, I go for comfort more than look, and she goes for look more, more than, than comfort. comfort. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that. We had that thing. We bought it as, so, if you if they have a shore property. It's a vajumic. You have to be ready for, uh, uh, to house a bunch of people. Corduroys. And, what is it? Corduroys. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a it's a giant bean bag, and inside of it, you unzip it, and you take it out, and it, it turns into, like, a queen-size mattress. Is that right? Full-size mm-hmm. mattress. Huh. Um, and yeah, it's great. So you can use that as a sleeping option, and so that's why we bought that. I I think that dual I'm, function. I'm down with the dog bed thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, for four hundred bucks. Are you down? Well, with there's it? one that's a knockoff on Amazon for one hundred and seventy nine. Yeah, that's the thing though. Uh, so the original uh, Pluffle is available online in four colors with a machine washable cover. If you aren't quite sold on the idea of a human sized dog bed, you can try it risk free for thirty days. And to sweeten the deal, it's currently on sale for three hundred and forty nine dollars, marked down from four ninety nine. That's this week only. If you buy one Pluffle, you can get a second one for $100 off. Here's the deal with a Pluffle or anything like this, though. You go, oh, yeah, I want that. You get it. You'll use it once or twice, and then you'll just get back up on the couch where you normally were mm-hmm. and fall asleep there. Uh, since the Pluffle is the original human-sized dog bed, it's also one of the most expensive ones on the market. Uh, there are plenty of Pluffle alternatives out there, so you can test out the experience of sleeping in a dog bed without dropping <laughs> Pluffle-sized cash. This is the way the world has become, Preston, so that you have the, the, the dogs, which invariably end up on the couch anyway. They'll be up on the couch, and you'll be in the dog bed. Uh, yes, Casey. The the yeah. the chair is called the corduroys. Yes, yeah. most definitely. That's and what we have. They're not expensive. Uh, not as expensive as those love sacks. What do they run? Mm-hmm. Not four hundred dollars. I was mm-hmm. going to say maybe in the twos. I like the love sack stuff, but it is crazy expensive. That is crazy expensive. We have one. Um, it's like lo- it's not love sack. It's not that brand, but that's essentially what it is. And it comes with like a little footstool. It is yeah. enormous. It's giant. Where where do you keep it? Uh, it's in Jace's video game room. Okay. It's basically, I put it in there, uh, not really knowing. It, actually, I didn't put it in there. Santa put it in there, but uh-huh. I, not really knowing how big it was. Uh, and so there's no couch in there now because that that it eats up serves as. I mean, you could fit two people on it, but it's really cool because it will mold. It molds to him. So if he sits in a certain position mm. for a little while, it will mold. But then you can unzip it and like break up the foam in there uh. and then remold it again if you want. Um, Rochelle. Shell and I were watching. It was a commercial that came on for a product, and it is a it's a beanbag type chair. It stands up tall. It's like an oval shaped thing. Yes, and then you you sit down on it, and it folds up. And Rochelle and I are watching, and there's a woman that's probably in her mid sixties, and she sits down on that thing, goes all the way down the ground. I'm like, now show her getting up yeah, from that yeah, thing. Yeah, right, yeah. that's what I pressed it. By the way, it, when she does that, the woman falls back into the chair. Yeah, she doesn't sit down. She's like die. She dies and collapses into the chair. They don't show a video of her getting back up. Help! Yes. Help! That's what I want to see. I'm, I'm pooped! Yeah. <laughs> 
Hang on. Uh, Barbara bought one of these dog beds uh, for her daughter, I believe. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hi. Yeah, I bought one of these, uh, you know, human-sized dog beds for my daughter. Yeah. Um, and you were just saying, like, the woman that fell into this chair thingy. So mm-hmm. I tried out the dog bed my, that I bought my daughter, and she had to help me get out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, adults, like, over 50 are not going to be able to use these things. So, Barbara, when you were in it, though, was it comfortable? It was. It was really cool. Like, I thought it would be a nice spot for her to, like, um, chill out and, like, maybe study and stuff, like a nice you know, quiet spot right. to, you know, you know, to, you know, do stuff like that. So, if, if you have, ex- if you have re- residual floor space, these things make sense, but otherwise they just get in the way. Yeah. 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 They do. They do take up a lot of time. I mean, after, you know, the initial, Oh, this is really cool. And it was in front of our TV for about a week. We were like, okay, where are we going to put this? Thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Does she like yeah. it? She loves it. She okay. does love it. So, right. you know, like, you know, you get that, like, you know, 13 to 22, you know what I mean? R- r- might really like it. Okay. Yes, I, I've been in a dog bed for two weeks. Could you send someone to help me? Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate it. All right. It's called the Pluffle, if you're interested. So uh, we'll move on to something else. Okay. So we spoke to Pierre yesterday uh, from Burning Man as he yes. was making his way out, and he was giving us the full rundown. He was actually on CBS 3 yesterday yeah, uh, for an interview. There was an article about him as well. He seems to be the local correspondent <laughs> for all things Burning Man. Uh, but there's an interesting thing that has surfaced, and I was not aware of it. Of course, the epic floods came in and, and uh, you know destroyed the good time for the festival goers, but while some fled on foot, others sat back and enjoyed the unique self-sufficiency that Burning Man is built on, but they are, were joined by a host of bizarre organisms. Yeah. Wow. Did you see this? No. Uh, are these the f- are these flesh eating? I, I saw these. I did. No, they're, they're not flesh eating. Oh, because the flesh eating is actually in Florida. No, wow. no. These are these organisms that can lie dormant in the dried out lake bed for decades. They're called triops. That I didn't mm-hmm. see. And also fairy shrimp. They're called uh, extremophiles, and they're capable of surviving years long droughts. And they endure in the sediment as eggs that remain dormant until floods bring about the right. Condition conditions for them to do some topside living. I mean, they can stay there for 30 years. So this dormant, looks like maybe longer. Trilobites, right? You know, the, the, they used to call, uh, and I still do, they, they look very prehistoric. Some of the oldest uh, living creatures, relatives of the oldest living creature, Triops, uh, Cancriformis, are among the fold, which is why Triops have been nicknamed the dinosaur shrimp. It's wild looking. Look yeah, at that and thing. And they're about the it's s- right out of the hand. They're almost at the size of the palm of your hand, and uh, they apparently these three-eyed miniature beasties have two main eyes and one what's called a pit organ, a third eye that's common among insects, and it comes in handy for prey animals as it enables them to detect changes in light. So they're also joined by fairy shrimp. Fairy shrimp. Yes, which are characters you might be so more So if you fr- leave a shrimp under your pillow. You might be from more familiar with them under the name of sea monkeys. Oh, okay. Uh, I always thought sea monkeys were brine. They are. Yeah. Fairy shrimp are translucent crustaceans found in vernal pools and hypersaline lakes across the world. The little shrimp are sometimes called brine shrimp as being extremophiles. They're exceptionally good at tolerating salty environments. So it's wild. All this rain happens in the desert. Yeah. And then 
slowly you start seeing these things moving around. It activates this and it life activates that's dormant. Them. Yeah. So what would you rather have? So down in Florida, during, with the flooding during the hurricane, they said there is a microbe that is making its way around that is conducive to causing the flesh-eating disease. Well, I'd take the, I would personally take the uh, prehistoric shrimp over I'm, the flesh-eating disease. Yeah. Uh, the arrival of these uh, desiccated crustaceans on the Black Rock Playa Lake bed isn't abnormal and won't be a surprise to return visitors to Burning Man. Uh, try up some fairy shrimp eggs. Will happily remain dormant until the right conditions in which to hatch are rise. And apparently the, the right conditions are a buttload of rain. Kathy, with the backed up sewage, the mud, and these things, this this sounds like your event. <laughs> They're called triops? Yeah. You remember the, there was a song by... Um, they might be giants called Triops Have Three Eyes. I believe it. Yeah. Those guys are nerdy enough to write a song about Yeah. <laughs> that is, is great. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it, they do have a third eye. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those weird, uh, well, all They Might Be Giant songs are weird, but yeah. uh, it's it's funny and cute and um, and it's about Triops that have three eyes. So oh, the third hilarious. eye serves the purpose of metering light levels? Yeah. So, and also um, to defend against or to, to be made aware of, of predators and so on to kind of, yeah. you know, to get out of there. They, they detect movement. I assume they have to go directly to an optometrist. You could not order glasses through the mail. They they need to be custom, yeah, for sure. You know, I don't know if uh, what was it Waverly or the uh... <laughs> oh uh, no Warby Park Warby Park and then also Zenny Optical. Yeah, maybe they go through those. Try you have any triops? Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, so it'll take over a week for some of these critters to start making eggs of their own. Is that that's crazy that they get activated? Yeah. They come into the life cycle and then they're going to start to reproduce. It's like cicadas, man. I don't know how that how that works that they lay dormant for 17 what years. What a crap life. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then yeah, they pop yeah. up for a couple of weeks I and assume then dead. Come out, binge as many shows as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's right? happening yeah. at the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I I was not familiar with these and the fact that uh, we'll have to ask Pierre uh, if he played with the tryouts. I did. While he we was played in, Frisbee. At Burning Man. So, run, tryout, uh, run. Weird little thing that was not expected. So, all right. Uh, stream of consciousness, Nur. All right. Let's go through it. My mind is a raging torrent you just can't get this information locked in your head. It pours no. out, and it's random. So if the idea of spending three years on a cruise ship makes you claustrophobic, it's time to look away from this story. Life at Sea Cruises, which is due to depart in November for a three-year round-the-world cruise, uh, guesses that people are so enthused by the idea of sailing around the world nonstop that they are going to continue their journey indefinitely, making it the cruise that never ends. So the question here is, uh, do they put into port anywhere? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's do, fine. They, they travel around the world. They hit yeah. all kinds of ports. I know people who have uh, actually uh, friends of uh, my father <clears throat> did something similar to this. And I don't know if it's for, for multiple years, but there are people who literally buy condos yes. on cruise ships yeah. and yep. live on the cruise ship. And sometimes it's cheaper than owning yeah. land yeah. and owning a property. Uh, the idea came about after the firm fielded inquiries from potential customers who were thrilled at the idea of the cruise but couldn't make the start date. So Kendra Holmes, the CEO of Amire Cruises, which owns and operates <clears throat> Life at Sea, 
uh, said that individuals will still have to sign up for three years, but now they can start at any point in the itinerary, making it a rolling three-year cruise yeah. rather than a set one. Because initially they were going to start you on a certain date, yeah, 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 three yeah. years from there. You could jump at any time now. But this is going to always be going, and all you got to do is hop on board. Any interest? Could you see yourself? No. Yeah, no. you're a big cruise ship guy. No, I do not like cruises. <laughs> so, Steve, I know that you just did an, an amazing cruise with Talc. Yeah. And Talc is, I guess, one level above Viking? That's that's Yes, it all seems right. to be. They're, they're known for their excursions. That's right. what sets them up. Because I just saw something today from Viking Cruises that I was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I, I was like, nope, no thank you. It's a Caribbean cruise, but then it goes into and up the Amazon. <laughs> I was like, I'm not cruising up the Amazon. <laughs> It's not going to happen. But bottomless or Stroman. Okay. Yeah. Well, then there um, you go. Not what? What about the Amazon? What would you? Uh, not uh, like? the Yanomamo. Uh, I don't know. Like the creatures? It, no, 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 no. That's a tribe of, of people that. Uh, oh, I was thinking like uh, some kind of a giant snake or something. Like I was that. thinking of that movie where they eat the people. Steve, oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the green. The, green um, uh, the, the uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, Eli Roth film. Yeah. Green yeah. Inferno. Green Inferno. Oh my God! I, Have you ever seen that, Preston? No. Oh, it's a Kathy. You'd love. <laughs> Make sure Jay sees that. Green Inferno. Uh, major destinations such as Easter Island, Dubai, and I all like of, Easter. And all of India are not on the first itinerary for logistical reasons. Uh, they are expected to appear in year four, though. And the uh, there will now be seven potential start locations in the first year of the cruise, which departs Istanbul on November 1st. Nice. Uh, the team at uh, Mary Cruises, which owns Life at Sea, has been brainstorming since uh, talking to prospective clients who couldn't make the start date. They said from the beginning we'd refund anyone with medical problems, but we have people saying, I don't want to refund. I just want uh, to get this uh, treated and come on board. So we thought we'd give them an opportunity at two, so, it says. So. Quick, quick question. Uh, uh, do they give you any idea as far as basic cost for uh, residency? Um, not in this particular story, but there was a, a little side note that says you can now live on a cruise ship for $30,000 per year. All right. So that's insanely cheap. Um, if, yeah. so I wonder what the accommodations are like. Well, then if you have to do any mopping, their policy is to sell only 85% of capacity. They said it can, it can carry 1400 passengers, but she said she promises that they won't ever sell full capacity. And how big is the ship? Uh, well, fourteen hundred passengers. So, however big a ship like that, so like is. A, like one of the super new um, cruise ships, I think can top out at like four thousand. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'm not down. I don't want to be on a ship with thousands of people. But uh, Ritz Carlton has a. Yeah. It's basically like a yacht, just yeah. a giant yacht. So it's a smaller cruise ship. I saw one case. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Where? So we went on a vacation in St. John and uh, in April. And off the coast, I saw what I thought was a mega yacht. And it turns out it's the thing that you're talking about. It's okay. Ritz-Carlton Cruise. And it's a, a basically like a smaller cruise ship. Um, and they would take ferries to and from the ship to the island. So they would go to St. Thomas and then they'd come to St. John. And then they, they'd shuttle them back out. Wow. But it looked really cool. And then because I was really interested in what it was, Case, I looked it up. And it's unbelievably um, gorgeous and, and luxurious. But it's not insanely expensive. It's not really? cheap. But, it's you know, it's not like renting a, a mega yacht or whatever. So, you Rit- could do it if you wanted to. Like, if you were going to do a first-class vacation somewhere, this is actually affordable. Who owns Rich Carlton? Is that is that Sheridan? I or think Mar- that's Marriott. Marriott, yeah. Wait, no. Mm. No, Marriott owns Four Seasons. I forget. Okay. Marriott owns W? Yes. J.W. Marriott. Huh. Okay. Ah, Nick's hell. Nick's looking it up. Ah, hell. Well, you know, Case, on the Tau Cruise we were on, there were 72 people. 
I could do that. 72 people. And yeah. you could literally, during the cruise, go and go find a part of the ship and just hang out by yourself and read or whatever. I mean, it was it was pretty uh, it's pretty amazing. Marriott uh, is Ritz-Carlton. Okay. Marriott, okay. Okay. Are they W-2 or no? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, the cruise is also launching a dive around the world program after Holmes noticed that uh, many of the guests were uh, avid divers. And so there's going to be an onboard dive shop, which will run in tandem with Scuba Diving International, full-time instructor joining the ship's crew. That's pretty awesome. You'll be able to get cer- uh, certification as you travel. So what would you rather? That'd be worth it. What would you rather have? Because remember, for a while, I figure what airline was it? You United Airlines had the you pay one price and fly for free forever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So there was that. Or I think you'd go for that, right, since you're not a cruise guy. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That would be pretty cool. But, like, here's a five-night cruise, and and it's it, it says Round Trip USA. So it's, And this is the uh, the Ritz-Carlton one. It's five nights, $4,300. It's Ohio to Utah. Well, now it's Fort Lauderdale back to Fort Lauderdale. Oh. I don't know where you go in between. But then, uh, yeah, like, so the five nights are usually less than $5,000. And, you know, when you get up there... Uh, a little bit longer, then it gets a little bit more expensive. But hmm. Casey, I just sent you a picture of the um, the Ritz Carlton ship off of St. John. Okay, and it's I mean, you know, you look at it from a distance, you're like, oh my god, that's a, a massive cruise ship or a massive yacht. But it turns out it's um it's this hotel. And we you. assume the amenities are, are Ritz Carlton level. Yeah, yeah, All right. And you, like like I said, Steve, you get on these little shuttles, these these boats that take you on to and from the island. So the island, I mean, the the uh, yacht itself, yeah. is probably I don't know half a mile off off the coast, and then you'll take the little shuttles into the island, little ferries. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. The way to do that is to get someone to pay for it for you. Right. That's maybe, the way to do it. Like, if you talk about it enough on the yeah, air, yeah, yeah. maybe they offer it up. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow. There can't be any laws against that, <laughs> can there? So. Three-year cruise, if you're interested, friends. All right, let me see what else spews forth from my mind, which is ribulets. You're yeah. a mental squirter, is what you are. That's what I am. Yeah. Yep, I'm squirting now. Uh, so, a few months after Ernest Hemingway and his wife survived two plane crashes in two days while on safari in Africa, he wrote a letter to his lawyer full of grisly details about his injuries with the bravado that's marked both of his novels, uh, both his novels and his life. And now that letter has drawn 12 bids at an auction and ultimately sold for $237,000. Wow. Are you a Hemingway fan? I am. I've only read uh, Old Man in the Sea. Okay. And that's so- it. I've not read uh, any other works by Hemingway. I, I tore through all his stuff in college and uh, always loved Hemingway. Loved, loved a lot of the movies that have been made out of his uh, his stuff. So what was the final price did you say, Preston? $237,000. Oh, man. What would you recommend from Hemingway? Oh, God. Uh, be, I love Islands in the Stream. I love... Uh, great songs. Yes, The Snows mm-hmm. of Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Old Man in the Sea is great. Uh, yeah, this is just a, this is great. And, and the short stories are great, too. Uh, Hemingway wrote the letter in April of 1954. At the time, he explained to his attorney, Alfred Rice, why he had asked others to give you the word on his injuries from the crashes a few months earlier. Uh, in January, he said, couldn't write letters uh, much on account of right arm, which was burned to the bone, third degree, and it would cramp up on me. Still does a little bit. All, all burns okay. Huh. He said that his right kidney ruptured and his liver and spleen were injured. Ooh, that's not good. He said, I'm weak from so much internal bleeding. Have been a- 
a good boy and tried to rest. Uh, Hemingway's wife, Mary, also suffered. He said Mary had a big shock and her memory not too hot yet, and it will take quite a time uh, to sort things out. Uh, they had been sightseeing in Uganda when their Cessna, quote, cracked up. Hemingway said the pilot had dived to avoid hitting a flying rock of... Uh, uh, oh, flying flock, flock, <laughs> yeah, of abysses, and as a result, yeah, had been forced to land. The group uh, camped several uh, or overnight in the remote jungle. The next day, the rescue plane caught on fire, oh forcing God. the passengers and pilot to scramble out. What was the doo doo level like in his uh, diapers? It was uh, too much uh, in his underwear. I've got too much doo doo in my underpants. Ah, so um, there you go. When the couple finally emerged after a 170-mile automobile ride, Mary was limping and Hemingway's head. Worst vacation ever! An yeah. arm were bandaged, but Hemingway was, quote, carrying a bunch of bananas and a bottle of gin and appeared to be in high spirits as he shrugged off the crashes. Um, speaking of doo-doo and airplanes, did you guys see the footage of the diarrhea plane? Yes, I did. It is... Awesome. Uh, horrifying. As, Kathy, oh, as bad as no. you thought. It just, looked like everybody had let me, diarrhea. <laughs> let, let, let me explain. It was from a bizarre file story we had yesterday of someone who had a diarrhea attack on a plane. They were two hours into a flight overseas and had to turn around and come back. So what you would have thought, and I, what I thought initially was bad enough. Yeah. Uh, someone, Kathy, it is, it's like... Why didn't he just stay in the bathroom? What was the... Because he wanted to show her. Maybe, Maybe they were trying to... to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Look what I can do. He probably didn't make it to the bathroom. <laughs> no. So. Yeah, he says, as soon as it's a man, I'm going to say it's a woman. Yeah. That's good. That's right. He probably had issues. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of flying, one last uh, story uh, from Stream of Consciousness Nerd. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. A carbon zero flight from London to New York, New York in just three and a half hours might be a reality in just four years. There's a group called Boom Supersonic. And their overture, dubbed the Son of Concord, is tipped to be the world's fastest airliner, reaching speeds of Mach 1.7. Mach? Mach? Yeah! Yeah! Or about 1,300 miles per hour. Boom, supersonic sounds like an 80s rap group. It does. Yeah. Or right. a Keanu Reeves character in Toy Story. So a <laughs> scaled-down prototype of overture called XB1 Baby Boom. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> has uh, completed key milestones during testing as it progresses towards its first flight. My father flew the Concorde a couple of times and uh, said it was amazing. I uh, always wanted to do that. Should XB1 Baby Boom pass its test, overture will be unveiled in 2026 before the first flight of the aircraft in 2027 and commercial passenger flights in 2029. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Three, three and a half hours. You will save a ton of time flying yeah. on an aircraft like this. Now, if it's like the Concorde, it's going to cost you everything you have because those those flights were expensive. Yeah, it was his job that paid for him to fly, which uh, certainly made it that much more interesting. But they actually, he, he told me the first time he flew, um, they there was a um, um, a readout of the speed so mm -hmm. that you knew when you broke the uh, Mach 1. Oh, yep. yeah. Very cool. Uh, as somebody who has broken the sound barrier, did you as well, Casey? I did, yes. It really, you can't tell. Yeah. yeah. You have no idea. It's not like all of a sudden you're, you're you know, slammed into the back of your seat or right. anything like that. <laughs> Um, it's just all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're, we're going over, you know, the speed of sound now. And boom goes the dynamite. Um, so they just completed the taxi testing step in aircraft. So they're going to use these as taxis as well? Yeah. 
uh, that looks at whether the plane can actually go down the runway at speed without leaving the ground. Applebee's, please. Uh, at uh, 68 feet long, the XB-1 Baby Boom is around one-third the size of the Overture, which is about 201 feet, which will eventually transfer transport up to 80 paying passengers, whether for business or leisure. I tell, you, I tell you what, though. What? Even over that, over three and a half hours, I will take the experience that I had over the weekend uh, any day because we flew to St. Louis and back. On Southwest Airlines. On the way to St. Louis, we had 75 open seats. 75! And on the way back, the plane was only 40% full. Wow. It was <laughs> fantastic. Now, I've flown enough that I've had sparse planes. I don't know if I ever had that scenario. It present. was wonderful. They did were you, like, did you getting plays? ready for boarding, they're like... Go wherever you want. And that's how Southwest is anyway. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, sit wherever you want, and you're probably going to have the whole, I had the road to myself. Wow, it man. Was fantastic. Marissa, were we the only ones on the plane when we went to spring training right before COVID? Or was there, was there a few other people? I can't remember. There were the three women behind us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Who were like, we don't care. We're going down yeah. for our girls weekend. Yes. They were like, we've waited our whole lives for this. They, it was literally Aww. their first time going to spring training. And, How'd uh, that go? <laughs> well, <laughs> on, the, on yeah. the plane, we, we found that literally while we were in the air, we found out that it was canceled. Um, and they were really disappointed. Because we shouted them in a, in a hut on the Everglades. Where are you girls from? Mm-hmm. Which was scary because on the flight home, that was packed. Yeah, oh, because yeah. everyone was like leaving, leaving. Florida because they were yeah. ending their vacations. It's sure. like, all right, time to go home yeah, for we, two weeks in quarantine. We tried to, or at least I did, I tried to change my flight to get home earlier. And they were like, yeah, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. But having an empty flight, it's just, oh, it's, it's so the best. Nice. It is so relaxing yeah. and enjoyable. I think we sat next to each other for a little bit. And then I was like, I think I can move over. Right? Why am I doing this? <laughs> Preston, I had one of those flights on Frontier when I went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I had like the whole row, oh. just kind of like lay out. Well, you're, t- you're tiny. I can sleep across the seat. You yeah. easily. I mean, you could stretch your arms and legs out. Uh-huh. And, you can and, sleep on the meal tray. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So they could possibly have this by 2029, people flying uh, supersonic. Oh, I'd love to try that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it. I'm done. My mind is finished. I'm wiped out. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Called the stream of consciousness, Nur. The stream of consciousness. We are in the J's for the back to school A to Z, and we'll have more when we return. We'll also get to the bizarre file, so stay put. Patton Oswalt joining us this morning on the show around 9.32. We'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk and want it gone, then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military family owned and operated. You can visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. So as deputies in Washington State pursued a group of teens suspected of stealing a car last month, one deputy used an unusual tactic that tricked the suspects into surrendering, and that was he started barking like a dog. Aha! Deputies responded just before 8.30 a.m. <laughs> to a call of a stolen vehicle. One deputy deployed stop sticks and waited for the stolen vehicle, which sustained four flat tires after running over the trap. The suspects, however, continued driving. Deputies had to call off the pursuit. we got to surrender. It's a canine cop. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened, actually. The stolen car was found unoccupied and still running. Deputies surrounded the area and began searching for the teens in a wooded area. One deputy spotted the group in a creek bed, and he apparently the deputy yelled, Stop, police, don't make us release our canine. <laughs> and one deputy can then be heard barking like a dog. That is great. Uh-huh. After the deputy imitated a dog bark multiple times, the four juveniles came out of the creek bed. And surrendered. That's awesome. Uh, Sergeant Darren Moss said the kids actually believed there was a dog. And in the end, they told the deputies, man, as soon as I heard that dog, I gave up. (laughs) Moss uh, commended the deputies, giving them an A-plus for creativity in getting the teens to comply. A driver who plunged off a 100-foot cliff in a remote area of Southern California and spent five days immobilized in their wrecked pickup truck was rescued this weekend by firefighters who formed a human pulley system to pluck the victim from the ravine. It's just amazing. A 911 caller reported seeing a vehicle at the bottom of a steep ravine on a zigzagging two-lane road between the towns of Arvin and Stallion Springs. Fortunately, he was an Uber Eats driver. Uh, When firefighters got to the scheduled scene, they found a badly damaged pickup truck and one occupant at the bottom of a 100-foot cliff. Additional personnel and equipment would would clearly be needed, the fire officials wrote, noting the steep, rugged terrain posed a challenge to reach the injured driver. 
team of more than 20 firefighters, including four engine crews, six fire patrol units, and an urban search and rescue team joined forces to pull off the rescue. The fire crews built a rope rescue system to reach the driver. And a photo uh, released by the department shows more than a dozen firefighters standing shoulder to shoulder on a dirt road above the ravine, holding onto a rope and lowering a rescuer down to the crashed vehicle. Isn't that amazing? Using the same rope rescue system, three more rescuers rappelled down to the ravine, secured the driver in a basket, and pulled the person up to safety. They say they brought in a World War II bombardier to drop milk duds into his mouth? Uh, the driver, whose name and gender were not released, was flown by helicopter to an area hospital and was being treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Pretty wild. That's very creative. Two people have been detained in northern China after allegedly damaging a section of the Great Wall with an excavator. Great my ass. The 38-year-old man and 55-year-old woman were accused of digging through the Great Wall of China to create a shortcut for the construction work nearby. I didn't know that China had their own Florida people there, but apparently (laughs) they do. Uh, They allegedly expanded an existing opening in an ancient structure into a wide gap large enough for their excavator to pass through to save distance of travel. This thing's so old. Their excavation caused irreversible damage to the integrity and safety of that portion of the wall. Police in UU County uh, detained these two suspects after receiving reports about the damage. Uh, The case is under further investigation. The Great Wall, which acted as a key northern defense for successive Chinese empires, has a total length of more than 12,427 miles and uh, its earliest sections date back to more than 2,000 years and were later extended through China's ancient dynasties. Uh, The damage was inflicted on a section of the wall dating back to the Ming Dynasty. Wow. Which was 1368 to 1644, known as the 32nd Great Wall, and it is also home to a relatively well-preserved watchtower and is listed as a provincial cultural relic. So, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm, th- I'm thinking long uh, jail sentences. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a terrible story. Uh, a Massachusetts 14-year-old died Friday after hours uh, af- hours after he took part in the so-called one-chip challenge. Oh, wow. The teen's family believes it contributed to his sudden death. Harris Wollaba, a sophomore, consumed an exceedingly spicy uh, packy chip at school and quickly developed a stomachache. This was a, a social media challenge. Yeah. Wollaba was uh, picked up by family and brought home and started to feel better, but was later found passed out right as he was going to leave for basketball tryouts. Uh, he was rushed to a near hospital, and he was pronounced dead. Man. Cause of death has not been confirmed with autopsy results pending. His mother, Lois, said that she believes that her son died from complications due to the spicy snack. The chip's company warns on its website that eating the chip could have adverse medical effects. Part of the challenge tests how long a person who ate the chip can last before eating or drinking anything thing for relief. Does anybody here know anyone who's tried this? No, uh, but, but like Jason's talked to me about it. You know, we, we looked up the chip and all that kind of stuff. I, it, it's so stupid. Uh, the Pocky brand says on its site that the chip should only be eaten by adults. It also advises people should seek medical assistance if they have trouble breathing, fainting, or prolonged nausea. Uh, so Sounds like a perfect TV snack. Man, oh man, that's uh, that's messed up. And uh, that is all we have time for in the Bizarre File, my friend. 
Uh, I would like, can I give one of these? Yeah. A few of these away, yeah. maybe? All right, so there's an event coming up, and Casey, Nick, and Marissa are going to be hosting a special murder mystery event. I love this. At Red Rum Theater on Wednesday, September 13th. So that's next Wednesday. Uh, you have to be 21 or over, and it's courtesy of 20th Century Studios, A Haunting in Venice. So if you'd like to go to this next Wednesday, uh, we'll take callers 11 and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. You get, um, by the way, the event that includes complimentary buffet. Nice. And a free drink and admission to the advanced screening of the film only on theaters on September 15th. Uh, we have another chance for you to win at WMMR.com, so that's pretty sweet, too. I love it. Call us 11 to 12, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Come back in just a second. More of the A to Z in the J's when we get back. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grog. At 863 West Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr, the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $3 Bud Light drafts during the football game. Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from 8 to 10 at Club Risque Philly, 1700 South Christopher Columbus Boulevard for an MMRBQ ticket raid. A pair of tickets will be given away every 15 minutes. We'll talk to Pat Oswalt around 9.30 this morning, coming to town at the City Winery uh, on October 7th. But I, I wanted to uh, touch a little bit on this article that Steve had sent me. Um, and it's about drivers of a specific make and model of a car. Yeah. And how they have kind of been deemed, it's hard to explain. I don't want to say the worst drivers, but maybe the drivers that just don't care <laughs> Okay, uh, the most. And they happen to be people who drive the Nissan Altima. Right. Okay. And so, and in fact, uh, there are photos and videos dedicated to what is being called Big Altima Energy. Would it, would it or be? B-A-E, Bay. Right. So would it be, um, would you call it reckless? Kind of. Yeah. Or a just not caring. Right. Attitude. Huh. Like they own the road. Um, Surprise. Well, and, and part of that is because they don't really care about their car. <laughs> Me, uh, you know what I mean? I've had cars that were that in my life. Yeah. My earlier cars. Like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. It doesn't sure. matter. This is a piece of crap. Um, some insist that motorists uh, guilty of big Ultima Energy, BAE, are not limited to Ultima drivers, <laughs> with one Reddit user surmising it's an idea, a feeling, or lifestyle that transcends beyond any other car or brand. BAE means being as trashy as possible. So, so it stems from a reckless, laissez-faire attitude to the road where motors drive around without windows or with huge dents and just don't care about the damage. I've had, I'm sure you had them as well. I had cars that were rolling yeah. garbage dumps yeah. that were had, I had a car that was, it was a, a Ford Montego, I think it was, uh, Preston, I guess this would qualify as big ultimate energy. Uh, I was so cavalier about the, uh, the, the car that I drew a tank sight on my windshield mm -hmm. in grease pen so that I could pretend that I was shooting things as I was driving along a la a tank. The, the uh, biggest, by the way, that's illegal, as the officer told me. The biggest heap uh, of my group of friends that any of us owned was uh, my buddy Greg. Uh, he had a Maverick. A Maverick. And it was just this 
piece of junk. It was the ugliest green I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> it's green, too. We just didn't care. And we would, like, run it into things. And it was like a tank, man. Yeah. It was built solid. Uh, but it was a, just a piece of garbage. We just didn't care. Yeah. And by we, we kind of all... You sort of co-drove it? I guess. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah. It was the Maverick, you know? It was that. It was that car. It was uh-huh. that piece you, of crap. You want something moved? We'll take the Maverick. Yeah. You, you want, we're going to eat? Take the Maverick, yeah. right? Or, well, you, you just don't care. Can we drive over that or through that? Yeah. yeah. To do it with the Maverick. <laughs> don't you kind of wish sometimes you still had a car like that? Yes. That you could just be like, yeah. you know, yes. ram into somebody who's an a-hole driving yeah. to school or whatever. And be like, yeah, I don't give a crap. Nick, uh, I had a number car. So I had a Bonneville, a Bonneville uh, uh, that was rear-ended by a Mack truck. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was a death trap. I love that car. Hang on. I got to go to Matt because he's got an issue right now <laughs> with an Ultima. Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. What's up, guys? Yo, Bob, what's going on? I thought you were going to see BMWs, but, um, yeah, I'm behind a Nissan Altima right now. And <laughs> uh-huh. they are, they're tailgating right as we speak. They're tailgating someone in front of me. And uh, they keep doing the swerve to the left to try to see if they can get in front of people. Uh, I hate that. I hate it. You're going to get there, dude. Yeah. Uh, but that's part, that, that is. That's big that, Altima energy. That is part and parcel for this particular yeah. uh, uh, article right here. So, all right, Matt, keep an eye on them. Be safe. All right, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. You too. <laughs> we'll see ya. Um, but that, that that's it. You know, they. They just don't care. So he mentioned BMW. So uh, they explained that while a BMW, another car with a reputation for bad driving. Yes, it has. Might cut someone off. Their drivers are likely to still look to see if there is space to do so. Right. Because they still care about what happens to their vehicle. And that's a great point. An Ultima driver doesn't care that their front bumper is missing. They said if you're in the way, they won't mind collecting another dent. What was the worst damage you had on a car that you actively drove around it? I mentioned the oh. Bonneville. It was pancaked by a Mack truck, but what did you have? I had my uh, Mustang. Uh, it was a 72 Mustang. It was the it was the time where they eventually elongated the body. Okay. Yeah. It almost looked like the Mach 1, if you know what that right. is. But it was, it was the generation right before that. And yeah. uh, it had a big engine. It had a 351 Cleveland engine with these big glass pack uh, uh, um, mufflers that were really noisy. And so I, I spun it around one time by accident and slammed into a fence and totally bashed in the front quarter panel, uh, the, the passenger side quarter panel. And I drove around with that gigantic. <laughs> Dent in that. And I, it wasn't a dent. I right. mean, it was it a, was crushed. It was a just absolutely mangled. So just before it, it actually threw the wheel off, that's how crushed in it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. we had to bend it out right, because yeah. it was rubbing uh-huh. up against the wheel. <laughs> and so I drove around with that thing. Sure, I've told you guys about that car before. For from time to time, for no particular reason, the speakers in the back window, yeah, smoke would come out of. Those. Oh, that's cool. Inside the car, yeah. hey, that's kind of cool. Hey, everybody, roll down the windows. Yeah. Speakers are smoking again. Well, if you're listening to a kind of artist that had like a pyro show, Uh it would be like you're at the concert. You could also, if you sat in the passenger seat, you could actually see the ground below through the rusted out uh, floorboard. The Montego. (laughs) Passenger side floor. There was a part where that had worn out so much Mm -hmm. you could see. And a lot of people don't get to see what pavement looks like as you're traveling directly over it. It was actually kind of fascinating. Bird's eye view you have there. Uh, They just don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go to Tony. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. What's up, Tony? 
Uh, no, I'm an ultimate driver, but I don't, and I drive for a living, but I don't drive my car for, you know, my job. Right. But I would have to agree with the last caller. The BMWs, when I'm on the road, I mean, it's if I'm going in a 25-mile-an-hour zone, they're doing at least 60 or 70. Right. I mean, that's just been the long tradition with the BMW. Do you see anything, though, to the point at, whereas the BMW will kind of check and see it, with an Altima, you just don't care? You're going to go for it? Pretty much. I would say, like, the, I mean, I've seen older Altimas banged up. I would say more more or less than the newer ones. The newer ones are a little bit more expensive. Yes, yeah, it's true. If you get a brand new car, you're not going to have that uh, that all, that I've BAE. Actually, I've actually had a lady hit and run on me recently, and she was going around in the oncoming traffic to pass me, and then just clipped me. Whoa! And just kept going. And did just you did you try to track her down or call the police or anything like that? Well, it was Gary Busey. A moment of shock, I would say. I did call nine one one because the people in front of me stopped to let me chase her. Yeah, well, that's pretty and, cool. And so then I just proceeded to keep going. And uh, the cops told me to pull over because they said that that could turn into trouble. Right, it's, it's an ultimate. We're never cash. <laughs> I was wondering how, how police. I was wondering how police would handle something like that. You get you get clipped. Yeah, you get on the phone. You call them and you're like, I'm following them right now. Here's where we are. That's the exact story. Yeah. The Gary Busey I'm, story. Yeah. yeah, and I'm wondering if uh, if the police would say, okay, stop. You need to stop because yeah. that's dangerous. Shoot at them. <laughs> Do you have a shoot firearm? out their tires? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I they, I guarantee you right, thanks, uh, that they would dissuade you from uh, handling your own pursuit. Right. But at least if you could, at that time, when you're on the phone with uh, 911, give a license plate number, make a model, and then you can, once you have all that information, then you can just kind of back off. What happens yeah. is in that time case, if you can, and if you have the wherewithal, by the time you make the call and the police are arriving, if you could have fashioned out of whatever you have of the car, a diorama oh. of the incident yeah. with scale models to show exactly what happened, that would help them in their search. That's true. That, that It certainly wouldn't yeah. hurt. This no. is 132nd scale. Uh, let me go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. DBH. Yo. What's up, Heather? <laughs> so, we're talking about cars. How about small peen energy with the lifted trucks that don't give a flying you-know-what mm. up your ass, cut you off? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, that that definitely gets under my skin. Casey calls them uh, murder, murder trucks. trucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Murder <laughs> trucks. Uh, I agree. I can't help but uh, do a little bit of judgment when I see that yeah. heading down the road. I'm like, that's a bully. Uh-huh. That's what I think immediately. You're, right. you're a bully for whatever reason. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, it's like what my dog is to my other dog. He's like, I'm just a little bit bigger and uh, I'm going to move you out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Just get out of the way. Yeah. There's so, there are yeah, a lot of them out there. There too. are a lot of them, too. And it kills Thanks, me, Heather. too, because a lot of times you'll see people who own those. Like, like for example, when I was living in Maniunk, like, I, I don't know what their job was. They didn't. A lot of times people didn't appear to have any sort of job that would require a pickup truck. Yet why you would go and live in that area with those small streets and a pickup truck defies logic. Uh, hang on. I want to go to Chris, an insurance adjuster, speaking to the ultimate phenomenon. Hey, uh, Chris, good morning. Good morning. If if you're looking for a love, kill Bill. Intern, kill Bill. What's up, buddy? Hey, so I'm calling up because you know you guys are talking about the Ultima, and you know I do personal auto adjusting all day, every day, and um, the Ultima is a 
public enemy number one. They they cause so many accidents or in accidents constantly. Really? And do you do you, so? Do you believe there's some veracity to this concept of a more cavalier attitude? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, the, the, the Altimas, you know, they, they are a more affordable car. So, you know, you see a lot of people drive them. So there's also strength in just the fact that there's a lot of them on, on the road. Yes. Um, but, I mean, yeah, sometimes people just use it for their personal personal bumper cars, you know. <laughs> They're just ramming people in the back, um, yeah. you know, making tight turns. It, it's insane. It really is. Let me know? ask you, as an adjuster, so would, would someone be inclined to pay a little bit more or are there liabilities to getting because Nissan makes you know fine automobiles yeah. but but would to with a person who's going to get one will they maybe get a little bit of a bigger insurance hit for having one uh I mean I, I don't necessarily believe so um I mean it definitely goes into the factor for like premiums and stuff like that so I'm sure that affects them kind of uh in the long run right uh, but but you'll definitely see coverages that they have um they'll they'll kind of vary but you'll see that they have a uh, very little they have a low threshold for liability so industry industry uh, speak what about bmws uh bmws uh the, yeah we get those too um those kind of suck in the sense that as soon as you hit them, yeah. you're getting very close to um, total loss territory where it's just too expensive to replace wow. the pieces. Mm. So everyone treats them like they're made of glass. Yeah. 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 And, yeah that's, and, they, I think and they drive like that. That's the difference uh, is that uh, the owners will baby them uh, more than an Altima. Right. I'm not saying that they that, uh, pe- there aren't people who don't do that, but it, it, overall it seems They're to less be. likely to stunt drive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Uh, Mike has a comment. Yo, Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, bud. Hi, Mike. What's up, man? <laughs> Uh, so a couple weekends ago, I went up to Pittsburgh, and my buddy who drives an Ultima uh, decided to. We were in a carpool with him because he saved some money. Mm. I'm never getting in his car again. <laughs> any car with him driving. So what did you experience? Uh, well, so he would be the first person to complain if somebody went five miles an hour over the speed limit. If he was the passenger, right? He was doing like 25 <laughs> over the speed limit on the turnpike. So he's doing you know 95 miles an hour. <laughs> And he's flying around the turns doing that speed. You'd like if you weren't holding on to the oh crap handle, you'd fly out of your seat practice. Wow. 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 So, and he and he had no perception of it. No, and he you know, he'd ride people's asses like it was part of the road. You know, he would do that nonstop. I think by the time he got there I had calluses on my hands from holding on to the uh, uh, handle. And you do you think the Altima uh fed into that? Uh well, I didn't know about this till now, but I'm thinking that might very well be the case. <laughs> it might be it. He yeah. just doesn't care. B-A-E, yeah, yeah. big <laughs> Ultima energy. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Hang on, there's a license plate. It says, I am currently next to an Ultima with the license plate Hot Dada. <laughs> now, okay. that's B-A-E is what they say. Hot Dada. Hot Dada. I want to see okay. a picture of this Dada. Uh, let's go to Michael. Hey, uh, hey, Mike, good morning, bud. Hey. Hey. Hi, Mike. Hey, what's up, Mike? Hey. So I'm literally driving on 95 right now, and there's a white Nissan Altima with the driver's side window duct tape to hold it up 
front bumper gone, and they're trying to dodge through traffic, but going nowhere. And and so they don't care. They don't care. They, the they cars care. beat up. They're just they're 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 gonna they're gonna nudge their way in and, and do a little rubbing. Uh, rubbing is zone. racing, right? Rubbing is racing. That's right. They're, they're in their own zone. They they don't care. They don't. They don't care about anybody else. It, wow. it, it, it's funny you should mention that, uh, Michael, because they, uh, Thanks, one Mike. of the, the videos, I think it might have been in the article I sent you, Preston, I think it was uh, from the Daily Mail. There, There's a guy driving an Altima literally with the driver's side door yeah. off. I think all four of the doors yeah, were off. Yeah, yeah. I think they were they were treating it like a Jeep <laughs> and removed the doors <laughs> and just driving. You, you yeah. got you to gotta admire that. <laughs> I mean, that's illegal, right? I mean, you can, yes. Well, I don't it's know. Com- no, it's you illegal. Drive, you can drive a Jeep without the doors on it. Yeah. It's illegal. I wonder if you can just take a, a standard sedan. <laughs> What's the delineation? Remove their doors. I made it a Jeep, Ma. <laughs> Speaking of Jeeps, there was a guy that texted and he says that the Jeep drivers are the worst. No, we're not. Ah. They're the most aggressive. I never really no. uh, encounter that. It's not true. Uh, this guy says he's a plumber in New Jersey. I'm on the road a lot. Jeep's terrible. 90% of the time, it's a Jeep that's being aggressive, an aggressive a-hole. I, I usually don't catch that. I um, saw one yesterday. Being a, a, Driving uh, yeah, aggressively? It was, it was a Wrangler and okay. uh, and it was a woman and she just did not care. She was uh, weaving in and out of traffic on 30. And yeah, the other yeah. car was probably an Altima. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. Carrying some of that energy. No, I, yeah, I've always thought, I've always, uh, the perception I had for the longest time was that people, you know, Volvos had that safety record and that a lot of people drove as if they were looking to, uh, had a vested interest in maintaining that safety record, overly cautious. But uh, Jeeps always kind of seemed in that realm to me as well. I see, you know, people out on the street, they're not, yeah, they, I don't consider them aggressive. They dress them up. And Obviously, they, there's outliers. They kind of, you know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, here's uh, from this article, it says, one viral video shared on uh, a BAE dedicated <laughs> Facebook page. Oh, you got to check that out. A woman was seen uh, booting the front bumper of an Altima after it clipped her car. And with a growing crowd hollering at the scenes, the driver then apparently provides a perfect example of big Altima energy. Without a thought of their own battered motor, uh, the driver speeds into the woman's car and continually dents and damages the vehicle. (laughs) So they're doing like, yeah, uh, demolition derby. Demolition derby style. Absolutely. Which, by the way, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, Let's do it. Driving a demolition oh, derby. There's a guy named uh, David Kettlewood. He's a longtime listener of the show. He's a really great guy. And he was at a demolition uh, derby a few weeks ago, and he saw spray painted on the side of whatever thing, uh, whatever wreck that they had out on the <laughs> on the uh, course. I guess is what you would call yeah, it. The track yeah. uh, in quotes, Manthe. What? Yeah, and I, I meant to tell you guys this, and I didn't remember until just now. So. I love that. You know, Casey, kind of, you kind of came close. You drove into a wall to deploy the airbag. No, no, I drove into another car. Oh, it's another car. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and that was in a junkyard. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they have demo derbies around here, do they not? I yes, don't know. Well, yeah. yes. So David lives up um, uh, near Quakertown, I think. Is that I'm... where he was for the? Thing? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. And so, and, and the, yeah, somebody spray painted on the side of the car, Manthe. So I'll, start, I'll try to get a photo. Doesn't the Kathy Romano collection sponsor a demolition <laughs> derby? <laughs> Uh, Let me go to Evan, who has a comment. Hi, Evan. Good morning. Yeah, a couple. (laughs) Yeah, very well done. Not bad. It's hard to do that, by the way. Yeah, a couple. Uh, What's up, Evan? Hey, so I drive a lot, and I've noticed if I'm on the highway by myself, you know, it's a 65 or 70 going 80. The worst are Dodge Rams. They will, you'll be the only one on the road. They'll come right up on you. They won't go around you and they'll just like be feet from your bumper. Do you know what? And let me ask you this, Evan. So would, would 
bothers me is if you're in the slow lane uh-huh. and it's you're they ride your ass in the slow lane and and I'm always going over the speed limit a reasonable amount especially yeah. on the turnpike but if you're in the slow lane and they're not using the passing lane and just simply staying on your ass I'll slow down what's that about mm-hmm. yeah right there's so much room just go around yeah, yeah. go around, go around. in right. fact I'm already going fast. Is it Don't not the law in Jersey Thanks, specifically? Yeah. You got to get over. You've got to get over. Or uh, the, the, I've never seen anyone ticketed for not, but it's supposed to be the law for being in the slow, uh, being in the fast lane and going too going slow. Going too slow in the fast oh, lane. Yeah. yeah, you've seen it. Uh, no, I haven't seen yeah, it, but yeah. I know that that is the case All in New right. Jersey. And they said they were going to be enforcing that rigidly. I've never seen. How instantly can you deputize yourself? Ooh. Yeah. That's a good question. What do you have to? You have to. It's like. Is it like the uh, um, the divorce in um, the man with two brains, Preston? Where you circle your hands and break a vase? We'll have to check in our with our legal department on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I found that interesting. That the Nissan Altima, uh, and and it's pointed out in this article so much so that there are you know Facebook pages and things like that dedicated to uh, the big Altima Energy. To, yeah. To be honest, I. I I agree with the notion that sometimes you miss having a vehicle like that. Yeah, a junker. Yeah, yeah. Or it's something that you care a little yeah. bit less about. Let's drive this into the ocean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I saw this other uh, related article, sort of, um, and this is actually, it's out of Florida, but uh, pretty soon children under 18 will be required to have a driver's license or learner's permit to get behind the wheel of a golf cart oh. in <laughs> That's Florida. That's funny. So yeah. how... <laughs> Golf carts can can book, can't they? Yeah, they usually have a governor on them, so right. they, they, you know, they, but you can I and I've never learned where underneath the seat you could put a golf tee into the governor <laughs> to uh, basically uh, render it useless. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, they, they definitely top off at a certain... Uh, what is it, 30? No. Well, well, I mean, it depends on... Well, on, uh, on a down golf the shore. course, yeah. no. Yeah. You're going like... Maybe seven or eight miles an hour at most. Right. Down the um, shore, I think 25. 25. 25. Yeah. In fact, they have to be able to go 25 miles an hour. Yeah. Because um, they're on the street. and they Yes, because the, they, yeah. they ride on the street. Yeah. We were moving one time, moving my father uh, out of state. He was uh, moving down to Tennessee. He lived there briefly. And uh, we were coming from New York. And my friend Scott uh, disconnected the governor on the U-Haul truck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because those are on there. They're uh-huh. on there. Yeah, I've right. had to drive those so before. Pre- we're in a U-Haul booking. Wow. Uh, I took uh, Seamus and Avery to play golf uh, in July. And so Seamus, I think, had just turned 16 and Avery's only 14. They drove. And so I needed two carts. I let Avery drive a cart the whole time. I let Seamus drive a cart the whole time. And and they were great. Nobody stopped us. Right. I mean, she was only 14. It is a, it's actually a great training aid to learn how to drive a car. It would seem to be. You know, in the neighborhood that I live in, people drive around on golf carts all the time. And there are kids. There's like two. Too many of them now, actually, they kind of get in the way. Um, but I'm like, okay, they're probably going to be a good driver right. uh, if they're driving around at you know 12, 13, 14 or caddies. years old uh-huh. um, yeah. in golf carts. It's it's a it's the same basic operations of a yeah. vehicle, and once you get that down, do you, um, that's a big step. Do you think there is? Well, they could purchase a an electric car. I, I guess I, I was wondering the difference between obviously learning to drive on an electric vehicle, but you could get an electric car when you yeah. port over to your own car. So yeah. that eliminates that question. Yeah, but they make um, you know obviously electric and and uh, right. uh, 
combustion engine uh, uh, golf carts. Uh, hang on. Donna wants to speak in defense of Ultima Drive. Okay. Hi, Donna. Good morning. Hi. I am not in defense of Ultima Drivers. Oh, okay. I, I called to confess, and Donna's not my real name because I know my children are there. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I'm calling to let you know that I inherited a Nissan Ultima from an old woman mm-hmm. who it already came with dents, but it had 35,000 miles on it. It's like eight It's nothing. Old. Yeah, it's nothing. So I took it. But, and I have to tell you, I heard this conversation start when I was on the turnpike, and I'm out in Upper Darby now. I didn't talk on the film when I was driving. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're the but one. I have to, but I have to say, you described me to a T, sort of. I'm not a reckless driver, but if I bump into <laughs> the pole coming out of the parking lot, oh, well. I'm okay with that. It yeah. already has the dent. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm and I'm okay with people like driving past me and dinging my my rearview mirror because it already has dent. <laughs> She's right. like, no problem. It waves to is them. It, is it kind of a is it kind of freeing? It's liberating, Donna. It is. Yeah. But I'm not that reckless driver, and I'm telling okay. you. On my way over here, there were BMWs that were doing exactly what you guys were saying. <laughs> okay. Being careful. And then all of a sudden, like, zipping in my lane. And I thought, if you're listening to WMMR and think you can bump me, <laughs> don't go there. Right, right. Well, that's very <laughs> candid. I agree with you. That's one of the joys. It is. You could, you'll you park in any parking lot. You'll park next to any vehicle. Uh, you know, like when you get a brand new car, it's like, I'm going to park over here and I, I don't want to. And and the truth of the matter is, it's whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You can't stop it. My husband asked me if I wanted a new car for one of my birthdays. And I was like, why do I want a new car? <laughs> I, I could have had a choice of whatever I wanted. I was like, hell no. This is a great car. Yeah. yeah. So if you pull into, say, the Wells Fargo Center, where they have very narrow parking spots, you don't yeah. care. Doesn't matter. I'm there. I'm yeah. there. Yeah, someone opens their door into your car, you don't care. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. But I do, I'm not the dinger. I'm the ding. The, you're, you're, you're the ding. The ding. Yeah. You're yeah. the ding, dirty, dirty. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I don't follow that B-A-E. Right. Maybe spell it backwards for me. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. All right. I like Makes that. Sense. All right. Thank you, Donna. So-called Donna. Yeah. We appreciate so-called it. So-called Donna. Exactly. Yeah. My kids are listening, and I know they it. They know your voice. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> they do. Thanks. Me too, but I'm going to see if I get any of their phone calls. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you know, she mentioned the, the BMW thing. It's it's one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I've I've never bought a BMW. I've shopped them, um, I, and I think they're beautiful cars. They are great cars. Um, and I just didn't like the way they operated or handled. And but then that other thing, that other um, uh, you the know, luggage rep that comes with that. Yeah, uh, never help forget- me avoid. Mm-hmm. Buying a BMW. You and I, Preston, sitting in a in a, in a top of the line BMW as a potential advertiser and dealer, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to shut the car off. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it, was like over, a, it was like a seven fifty L, right? Which over is their, engineered is their long their, yeah. their really long version. I think that I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was. Uh, yeah, we couldn't figure out how to get the thing in park. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah. In one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there like they were too much for me like there was too much going on in yeah. that car for me i was like this is not for me i drove a bmw for two leases that's and right avoided talking about it on the radio i think we maybe mentioned it twice and both time i cringed because i didn't want to be labeled uh, the, the the bmw driver i don't want to be a called bmw driver. <laughs> 
Now I'm a Jeep driver. <laughs> Yay, Jeeps. Uh, his text says, on my way to work in Harleysville, there's a jackass in an Ultima with his face in his cell phone and just cut me off, making turns <laughs> across 309. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people getting cut off right now. Big Ultima energy. You mm-hmm. know what really irks me um, is uh, tinted windows. Uh, I don't know how people are getting away with, uh, with I, tinted windshields. Uh, me either. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. You can you can get a prescription mm-hmm. that says you're allowed to have those. They're not getting I, I prescriptions. Eighty percent of the people that have them don't. No, yeah, there's I, too many and, of them. And can't you be pulled over for that alone? Yes. I've been pulled over for that. Have you? Yes, I, I had. Uh, and so uh, I was. <laughs> One of the people that I despise. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, so I had gotten my windows tinted. Uh, I got pulled over, and the cop gave me a ticket, and he's like, you can either pay the ticket or take the tin off your window. And I was like, wow, I'm just going to pay the ticket because I had already paid to put the tin on the window. But now, uh, like when I'm riding my bike, I, I, I need eye contact with people, and I can't yeah. see you. And it's the same thing as a driver. Also, with the with the trucks we've mentioned, the, the jacked up ones and all that, and yeah. sometimes they usually have some type of a sticker yeah. on there that is meant to offend certain people yeah um they're usually tinted too i've like, noticed i, I just I, I need to be able like when we're at an intersection i need to have like visual like yeah. clarification like sure you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's somebody waving uns- you through or, or do they actually see me mm-hmm. do, do, I, do well, I see this person looking at me and knows that i'm here on yeah. the police level it's easily understandable why that's an issue oh, no you, doubt. You, you for a, a, a cop to go up alongside a vehicle and they can't see what's going on in the vehicle that is a huge liability yeah. all right we have an update on a uh, call from earlier in this segment matt is back on the phone <laughs> hi no. matt good morning Hey, thanks for calling, guys. Yeah, our pleasure. <laughs> Happy to be on the show. What's up? Uh, so they went for that pass, and there was a police officer coming the other way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh did so they get, get him? Yeah. yeah, they got him, yeah. <gasps> what? That virtually never happened, dude. I, yeah. I know. I could not believe it. If, uh, anytime you need the police, usually they're never around with this kind of right. thing. Right. Listen. It happened. If you ever get the rare, rare occasion that somebody dicks you over on the road yeah. and then you get to see them get yeah. pulled over, the best. it is one of the ago. greatest things the best. Yeah. in I mankind. Had, I had a dude, We were there was a line of traffic, Preston, and everyone was stopped. The dude darted over onto the shoulder and started screaming down the shoulder. Well, in the line was a police car uh-huh. who pulled out immediately and got him. Surely he had his pregnant wife with him. Yes, in the car of course. And they were yeah. to the hospital, right? It's like, where are right, you Matt, going? Thank you for that satisfying update. We appreciate oh, it, Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, see you, bud. Preston, you know that stretch um, where you get, to, I think, north of Lansdale, maybe uh, halfway between Lansdale and Quakertown, where it go, uh, the northeast extension goes from three to two lanes? Yes. Um, so uh, the douchebag was d- doing that. Uh, we were heading south on the northeast extension. He was weaving in and out of traffic. Everybody, you know, was his enemy. And uh, we got south of Lansdale, and he was pulled over on the side of the road. <sighs> and it just was, you just can't help but laugh. Did you tap the horn when you went by. Congratulations, buddy. I really want that set. I don't think I've ever had it happen where where that person <laughs> tailgates, gets past you, they get pulled over and to be able to drive by and honk the horn. Or just slow just down. Be so lower the window. He's got drugs in the trunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, anyhow, thought it was interesting uh, about the, the Ultima. Um, I don't know if it's legit 
or, or not. But well, the world some, of insurance, yeah. Some people are concurring on this, but I uh, thought that was worth sharing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break. Uh, we have uh, Pat Oswalt coming up in a little bit. And if we have some time, I got some City Beat stories, I think. Oh. Pretty cool. And the Back to School A to C, obviously, that continues. We're in the J's. I think we're getting into the J-U because we played Judas. Yeah, so we got a, few, a bunch of J-U songs. Try and think of what they might be. Be back in a few minutes. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, before we go anywhere, uh, conversation-wise, Nick wanted to say hi to somebody. Uh, a few people, actually, Preston. Um, a lot of people swung by where we were set up at the Gorge this past weekend uh, for the Dave Matthews shows, and they were all MMR listeners and all President Steve fans. So I just wanted to thank Allie and Brian and Alicia and Brett and Nikki and Matt and Ellie and Blair and Donna uh, for stopping by and saying hi and uh, for repping MMR and repping Philly out of the Gorge. And then uh, there's this guy named Wayne that I didn't get to meet him, but he was flying a MMR flag above his RV. Oh, awesome. And it was so cool and he was into the shows before I got over to his wow. RV and then we we kept missing each other and then he ended up leaving me a t-shirt, which was so nice of him and I, I wasn't able to pick it up, but um, thank you so much to Wayne uh, for flying that MMR flag and uh, I'll see you guys next year at the Gorge. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. cool. Nice. Alright, uh, I wanted to mention a couple things. We have... Um uh, Pat Oswalt coming up at 9.30, so we have a little bit of time. A little bit of time? Uh, to play with. And yes, Casey, I think I've been, uh, I think we need to go to the City Beat. Because oh, yeah? I have some very okay. specific stories that are... Scooby-Doo-Wow-Wow, he uses a pet egg on his feet so he can better pound a beat. <laughs> 
I've not used my pet egg. You have not? Long time. That means you loved your pet egg. Yeah, but, but the, the roughness on my feet that used to exist, they're 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 silky smooth now. <laughs> it's pretty wild. I don't know why Wonderful. I went through that, but I, I still have the pet egg. Are you returning to modeling? I haven't used that. No, I'm not ready to come out of retirement yet. Right. Um, this is really cool, and they've done this before, but Wawa. Uh, teachers and school administrators can stop by your local Wawa <laughs> on your way to school all month and get a free cup of coffee. I uh, swung by my Wawa on the way into work yesterday morning, and uh, my man Nate, who works behind the, the counter on Mondays and Tuesdays, said, hey, you're a teacher, right? And I said, no, I work at a radio station. He's like, oh, man, teachers get free coffee. Up. And I was like, I am a teacher, Nate. <laughs> but it was so nice of him to, uh, I don't know, I guess he thought that I was. And uh, Do you have any teacher in you? <laughs> right, yeah. I was like, my mom's a teacher. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're doing this. Uh, it is. It started this past Friday. Educators can get one free hot coffee in any size each day at any Wawa in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., and it runs through uh, September 30th. That's pretty cool. Isn't that awesome? Uh, yeah. By the way, is it? Uh, do they, didn't they have a deal where... You paid one price for any size coffee, right? Was that? I, mean, I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. Like they, right they, now, they always have good deals on the coffee. Oh, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, so to receive their free cup of joe, educators have to bring their coffee to the checkout counter and tell the cashier that you work at a school. No. Um, all right. No ID. Says. No ID necessary. That's what it says. You're in sample. Uh, no additional purchase necessary, but the offer does not cover iced coffee or made-to-order <laughs> espresso drinks. So How much just, is four plus four? Just a straight-up coffee. Uh, the promotion is part of Wawa's back-to-school celebration. Uh, they have teamed up with Donors Choose, a nonprofit that fulfills teachers' requests for school supplies. Yes. Uh, to contribute $50,000 to schools in the Mid-Atlantic region, uh, teachers that submit requests to Donors Choose may receive matching funds from Wawa if their school meets eligibility. Eligibility criteria. And teachers often pay out of their own pocket oh, yeah, when do. it comes for school supplies. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I like that, too. Wawa. Uh, how about. I think I had another Wawa related thing here, uh, which has to do with the Eagles as well. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I, I had this last week. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but the Eagles have found a way to repurpose one of uh, Center City's shuttered Wawa's, and they're doing it for a good cause. It's been closed since 2021. Uh, the location at 9th and South is being transformed into a production facility for popcorn for the people. Popcorn for the people. A New Jersey-based nonprofit established to uh, create career opportunities for the disabled and autistic community. Wow. Isn't that great? And are they selling popcorn? Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's all happened through a partnership between uh, the nonprofit, uh, the Eagles Autism Foundation, which wow. is fantastic. Uh, Wawa and Norion, I believe is how you pronounce this, or Norion, N O U R Y O N. I think you got it, Norion. Yeah, a global chemicals manufacturer that has been a strong supporter of the foundation in the past. So Jeffrey Laurie said in a statement, "This transformational partnership is a prime example of what can be accomplished when organizers with aligned mission." come together um, and the foundation has raised more than $22 million for autism research. I'm a sucker for popcorn, yeah. so I'm down with this. 
Yeah, so corn popped and bagged at the former Wawa will be sold at a new concession stand at Lincoln Financial Field. And a dollar from each bag is going to support the Eagles Autism Foundation's Community Grants Program. And it will be staffed by people on the autism spectrum or with a disability. Will it be for sale at any other location or just at the link? I think just at the link. What the? Well, the most important thing is that these people with with autism and other disabilities... Get to work. Yeah. They actually get job experience. So, this is fantastic. Preston, uh, at the Walk a Mile events, uh, the Walk a Mile in Her Shoes events, they always have, it's a cafe out there. Yep. It's a and, coffee uh, truck. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, it is a similar situation. Yeah. And, so and the, it's just great stuff. The mom that, that uh, runs it, her son is an adult with autism, and she introduced me to him last time, and he's working the job. He's, he's making the coffees for Killing everybody. It. He seemed really, really happy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he it was great. I chatted with him for a little while. I was a big radio fan, uh, specifically KYW. Of course, he knows everybody over there. Uh, but about seventy nine percent of adults with a disability were unemployed last year, uh, and it's not easy for people with autism to get jobs in the first place. Forty two percent of young adults on the spectrum never worked for pay during their early twenties, but it can be more difficult uh, to find fulfilling careers, and that's why Popcorn for the People was created. Uh, according to Samuel Beer, who in 2014 founded the organization with his parents, he said, I had no working experience besides pushing shopping carts at a grocery store. Right. No company was open to giving me an opportunity that felt fulfilling. My parents and I came together to create opportunities for not just me, but mm-hmm. others struggling with employment, too. I love everything about this. Yes. That's and great. I want the popcorn. So I'm very, very happy. We'll gladly buy it. All right. Uh, let's go back to the streets. Scooby Wow Wow. This is good news. You guys are gonna you guys you're gonna like this. All right. We were just talking about flying uh, in an earlier segment. Philly's airport, you will not believe this. What? Has one of the most efficient traveling experiences oh, in the on. nation. What? Guys, I've had no issues. Flying out of Philadelphia International well, Airport. Well, I have okay. to say, my last couple of times have been great. Yeah. Let me let me Explain in more detail. This means getting through security. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with the airlines mm-hmm. and flight times. The actual running of the airport. And I agree with you, Casey. There was... Now, I, I get to the airport early, and uh, and I do that for many reasons in case there's an accident on the way. If you get there, there's security, or if there's a problem with your ticket and so on. I just don't want to miss my flight. And you like to ask people where they're going. So, there was... The last time I went, it was a situation where... The standard cattle chute back and forth where you stand, that was completely full. And then they start lining up people down the walkway that goes across all those lanes from the parking garage. Mm -hmm. And you walk up and you see that and you're like, oh, Oh my God, God. this is going to take forever. But I've had enough experiences where I know that it doesn't actually take forever. So last time I was there, I just made note of the time. Right. And I got through it in about 12 minutes. What? Not bad at all. Not bad at all for a line like that. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that I don't have to freak out when I come around the corner <laughs> and see that really long line. Freak out! Yeah. You know, you go to some airports, and it's actually just the construction of the airport. Because you go to some other airports, and that might be a, a larger open area, and it absorbs that line. But you're right. They do process you through pretty quickly. Yeah, Casey, my last uh, few flights 
flight to agree with you. Philly's actually been really good. Uh, I was um, in and out of Seattle this last weekend, and Seattle was terrible. The security line flying out was, Steve, it was just one of the, you saw it, and you knew you were going to be in that line for a long period of time. And they can, instead of dogs, they have security turtles, they, which uh, are so much they're, slower. They were really slow, but half of the Seattle airport is under construction. Uh, but I saw something that I had not seen before, and it's um, it's not the TSA speed pass, whatever that one's called. It's It was clear. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, and so my, the guy that I was traveling with had that, and I did not. Do you know what's he painful? Breezed, he breezed right through. The DVDA. We, That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that is just invasive. But maybe the first I, time. Yeah. Maybe and it's time it, to sign up. It gets a little easier later. By the way, speaking of that, I'm going to go back to this article, but uh, so there's pre-check, there's clear, yeah. there's also uh, global, um, global, entry. global entry. Right. My wife has global entry. I have it. About a month after my wife submitted her application, I submit mine. It has been seven months, wow. and I haven't even gotten a response from the, this yet, and I've paid for it. Huh. So let me tell you, my wife... So if anyone listening <laughs> can help me with this, I've already paid for it. Then you have to go and you do an interview process. You yeah. go, I, can, I haven't even gotten to, to that, that process. Yeah, but I told you, they, they stopped processing them. It will just, it's going to just sit there. Well, maybe if I talk about it on the radio, right. it'll start doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to the airport over the weekend. Rochelle just zipped right through. And I knew then, had to wait. And we had to wait. Yeah, the whole family did. In fact, our, uh, we've, we've all put in uh, for this. But, you know, we'll figure it out eventually. Well, but fortunately, we didn't have to wait that long. No, that's the, my wife just returned. She went to the global entry. Uh, she has her, her papers, her pass. And uh, she's like ready to go through the process. And, and she says, literally, one of the guys at the airport there at that area, one of the officials says, are you Claire? And she says, yes. And she goes, okay. And waved her through. Like, and Claire's like, what happened? What? Like, nothing was, like, they, they just knew it was her. And, and whether they're using facial well, recognition. They, yeah, did you see they, they are doing yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the facial recognition right. last time I was there. Um, it's that's, pretty wild. You just stand in front of it, and right. they're like, okay, that's go you. Ahead. So, a new, the new study says that among 31 of the busy, busiest airports, travelers using Philadelphia International Airport get through security faster on average than all but three major U.S. airports. Well, that's, listen, that's, that's a feather in our cap. Yes. We've had, we've had certainly our complaints about the airport, but if they're doing something right, that's good. An average wait time out of PHL, nine minutes and 12 seconds to get through airport security, according wow. to uh, data by uh, travel guide Planetware. Baltimore, Washington International Thoroughgood Marshall Airport has the shortest wait time with five minutes and six seconds. And Detroit and Phoenix are the other two airports boasting uh, shorter airport wait times in Philly. I'm surprised with Phoenix. Phoenix is like a hub for a yeah, lot of places. Busy. Um, over the past few years, PHL has been uh, rolling out a new wait time tracking system at each of its terminals. Recently, the airport announced that finished implementing the system in terminals A West and A East after previously being launched in terminals D and E. Uh, the PHLQ management system, which now covers half of the airport's terminals is expected to be completed by the next spring. So what it does, by next spring, it, it uses a combination of video cameras and software to calculate the number of people who pass through a terminal security checkpoint and roughly how long it takes the average traveler to get through the line. And the resulting data illustrating the current average wait time is then displayed on digital screens throughout the airport.
Airport and on the airport's website. And PHL joins other airports like those in Orlando, Cincinnati, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Denver in deploying such technology. Do they recommend that you throw out any liquids at the exact time you're getting up to put your trays into the uh, security <laughs> check? Is that the best time to do it? Probably. Yeah. I had scissors in my bag by accident and uh, they, they got yanked out when I was going through. I was like, I'm such a moron. And it's not like it's a huge weapon or a threat, but I was just like, why did I even bother leaving them in the bag? It's next to your uh, hunting knife. <laughs> did, they, did they just tell you they found them and they threw them away? No, they let, let me keep them. And don't I was like, run with these. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, like, I guess you could use scissors as a weapon. Um, what is your worst airport uh, that you guys can think of? I, I have one in mind, and for me, it's Miami. I think Miami's really difficult getting in and out. I think of Orlando sucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, but it's so like they have it down pat. There's a lot of people, but it's not chaotic. Chicago O'Hare mm. has always has been an okay. issue for me uh, a couple of times traveling, and, and I've had um, layovers that were arduous in Chicago O'Hare. Some of the most people I've seen in security is at Denver. Yes. Um, but that line usually moves fast. It moves fast. pretty quick, yeah. but it just looks like, oh my God, well, we're all going it, to a concert. You yeah. know, you wear something. your fake pilot outfit? <laughs> it's one line. Yes. So they, they direct everybody in the same direction and then you come out on the other end and you got to get on that shuttle to go to the... You it's know, a cool the, airport. It is, yeah. yeah. Nick, uh, mine's out of the United States, but it was the Shannon Airport and it was not because of crowds or anything. It was just nothing. Thing. Like oh. there, it was just boring walls, and and we had uh, we actually took off, had to turn around, land again. There was smoke coming from, I guess, one of the engines or something, and so we had to sit and we waited for hours. And it was, wow. I mean, there wasn't even like a kiosk you could go to to get a bottle of water. Now they were much better than I think any airport in the United States. No Cinnabon? No, well, they they actually brought out. They were awful, but they brought out these like sandwiches for everybody, yeah. and they came and they kind of served because there was you, you couldn't get anything. You couldn't go anywhere to get anything. That sucks. Um, hang on, I want to go to Leah about global entry. Hi, Leah. Good morning. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> yeah, they were real. <laughs> What's up, Leah? So anyway, um, it took me over a year to get global entry. I just <sighs> got it. Um, ooh, maybe six months ago. It took a little over a year for them to get back to me. I had oh. to do an interview, which was about three months, and then it's a long um, interview. Yeah. Yeah, it was a face-to-face interview, and they full-on dig into your whole history. Um, it is very intense. Really? So, so because how- you can use it, the the TSA pre-check is just for the United States global global entry. You can use when coming back into the United States. So, well. so uh, how extensive were those those questions asked uh, to you, Leah? Um, friend who works in the airport and he was able to um, give me a little, you know, a couple tips and one was, you know, basically don't lie. Like if yeah. there's anything in your background, um, you know, DUIs, um, something minor, whatever, just be honest because it doesn't necessarily mean you won't get it, uh, but they're going to know that you're lying, uh, mm. you know, and they're basically, they're, they're clearing you to travel around the world, um, you know, and kind of trusting you. To do so. so it's very extensive. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, if you have global entry, you get TSA pre-check right. automatically. Right, yes. Because if you, if you qualify for one, you're all already set for the other one. Yep. Correct. It was, I think, $150, and it worked for, I think, five years. So, okay. so press, I say that, hold tight. It will come. Hang in there. It's just taking forever. All right. All right. You thank give, you, give, Leah. You give him hope, Leah. 
I appreciate it. I've had global entry like probably I don't know maybe six or seven years something like that and I, I feel like now though it's much more popular which I I guess maybe is part of the reason why there's such a delay um, I know COVID put like a damper on everything but um, when, when I got it it was I mean there was still a wait for the interview right. but it was certainly nothing like this okay hang on Chris has a suggestion too hey Chris good morning good morning hey what's up buddy so. What's happening now is they're not taking global entry appointments anymore. Okay. But what you can do is when you come back through the airport coming back from the flight, mm-hmm. you just go directly to their office and they will take you one at a time. So you can actually do your... Kidding me. Really? You can process yeah. everything. Can you process everything and get the interview all in one shot on a return? Yeah, so you have to have all your paperwork like Preston's already done processed through the internet and paid for. <sighs> and then you just show up at the office and tell them where you are and you give them your... Oh. your uh, Someone's might, going to the airport today. It might be worth it to take yeah, right. a quick flight up to New York or yeah. something yeah, yeah. back <laughs> just to get it done. Yeah, dude, that would in line at their office for half an hour, an hour, but you'll just be with a bunch of people doing the same thing. Do you want to do an air, uh, our uh, flight to Boston and back, bit Preston, so Thank you can you do it Chris. in this? <laughs> Actually, I do. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. We'll fly wow. to Boston and back. Um, so anyhow, uh, I, I thought this was pretty encouraging that we actually have solid, um, uh, TSA that'll get you through, right. uh, the system pretty quickly. It says, well, Philly air travelers tend to, uh, get their, get to their gates relatively quick, quickly. That doesn't mean that the travel experience is always headache free. The same Planet Wear report also looked at flight departures, delays and cancellations and found that PHL ranked 215 out of 357 airports when it came to flights successfully departing on time. So that part of it... Right, not spectacular. That's another story. But getting There in are out, things to do in the airport, too. Uh, getting through security, we've actually got it pretty solid. Right. Uh, so by the way... through quicker to wait longer. Uh, highest rates of on-time departures in uh, our airports, Honolulu, Salt Lake City, and Seattle. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, so for, just for your flight being on time. Yeah. But not necessarily for getting through your security issues. All right. Thought you guys would like that. Let's go somewhere else here. Um, we're in the city beep. Pickleball. Ah. This fall, it's coming to Center City. Uh, New York-based company City Pickle is partnering with the Center City District to bring two rentable professional-sized courts to Dilworth Park. And they'll be open from uh, September 7th to October 21st. Still uh, still super popular. Yeah. Right? And who's, who's buying into celebrities buying uh, into... Like Kevin Durant was, Kevin Durant? Uh, was buying a Pickle team. Pickleball team. And, yeah. Didn't uh, LeBron buy one? I think Possibly. I thought he did. I thought he did. Uh, but an hour of play will cost you $40 and paddles can be rented for $6. Well, that's silly because you can go anywhere and play for free. Uh, I don't know why anybody would do that. I for mean, unless thrill. you're doing it, you know, doing it, it in the shadows of City Hall is. It might know. be harder in the city to find a, a court right. that is set up for pickleball. Have you um, played yet? No, I haven't. So, um, I, I think, I think I'd be pretty good at it. I know people who are taking lessons and, uh, say it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, 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 I've played tennis for years. Which so. means you'd probably be pretty yeah. good at this. It's just a smaller version of tennis, tennis. and a bigger version of ping pong. I right. have an, an entire setup minus the net in my car. I have, I think. Four you play pickleball in your car? No, but I have four paddles and, and balls and everything. Oh, and sure, set to go. Then I, I just haven't played yet. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
It is very loud. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, because you know in Wildwood they've got those courts. Yeah. We should go play sometime. I know. I would I, like to. I could play it at my uh, the the Y has it set up in the gymnasium there. There's a pickleball court right around. The, I think it's called Paddock Park. There's a pickleball court there. I can There's play a pickleball at. court in Paddock Park. Yeah. Paddock Park has pickleball court. <laughs> Uh, City Pickle was launched in 2021. The company plans to open an indoor pickle club, pickleball club. Do you think it was fighting an uphill battle with the word pickle in New York City? Maybe at Why first. Why is it called pickleball? Because they, um, well, you know what? I don't know for sure. I, I bet you I it's because it was... they use pickle barrel lids. Well, no, I thought they, they like kept the balls in the uh, pickle barrels. In the pickle barrels. Oh, maybe that's what they maybe they carry oh, them around in that. I don't hell. know. Ah hell! Ah, ah hell. hell! Nick, look it up. Uh-huh. God damn it! <laughs> God damn pickleball! When I found a like, brief God synopsis. Damn <laughs> At the start, there wasn't any name for pickleball until an official one was needed when the game started to gain traction with the laid back and then the trails off. <laughs> <laughs> we got another explanation here. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You know what? Because when you hit it, it sounds like the word pickle. That's why. Pickle. 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 That's not it at all. That's no, not it? Okay. Uh, in the summer of 1965, pickleball. Wow, 65? Was founded by Joel Pritchard, Bill Bell, and Barney McCallum. Oh, Barney. On Bainbridge Island, Washington. Within days, Joan Pritchard had come up with the name pickleball, a reference to the thrown-together, leftover, non-starters in the pickle boat of crew races. I want to put a man on the moon and create a game called pickleball. Throw together leftover non-starters. What, I don't know what, what that means. What is leftover non-starters? It's a, it's a crew term. Uh, I didn't know either, Preston, but I found another explanation over here, and it's when um, if you're in the pickle boat in crew, where the oarsmen were chosen from the leftovers of other boats. So you had a bunch of different crews in a in a boat, and the one that was left over was the pickle. And so this is just leftover junk they used to play this game. Exactly. Now oh. we know, and we're better informed, and therefore will be better pickleball players. Okay. Uh, currently, there are pop-up locations in Central Park, Hudson Yards, Union Square, and the TWA Hotel at JFK Airport. The co-owner said that they hope to open a club in Philly next year. I believe there are. I see them all over the place now, the pickleball courts. There were around 2,000 regularly playing pickleball players in Philadelphia last October, according to the Inquirer. Didn't we f- um, figure out that we could play pickleball in our performance studio? We could. We probably have enough room. Yeah. Um, So celebrities like Selena Gomez, Michael Phelps, Drew Brees, Kevin Love, Bill Gates, and Serena Williams have played the game. No Ron Jeremy? No Ron Jeremy. And you were right about LeBron. Okay, he owns a league or owns a team? Yeah. Okay. So they're looking to do this at Dilworth Plaza, and it's going to be this fall. That sounds like a fall activity. Oh. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, by the way, we got word from uh, Pat Oswalt. He had a family emergency uh-huh. and was saying he oh, is no. so, so sorry, but he will reschedule for later this week. Okay. But he was understandable. very apologetic. Um, all right. That means we'll spend a little bit more time in the city beat. Philadelphia is going to replace all of the city's 130,000 streetlights with energy-efficient bulbs over the next two years with the dual purpose of showering high-crime neighborhoods with brighter light and cutting electricity use citywide. So, I, I'm sorry to jump in here in case I can speak on this matter. So, when the lights are out, the crime it goes up. We yeah. and, and my wife's car was stolen from the side of our house because we had a couple of street lights out in our area. 
took forever. I don't think the one is still out. But uh, and so I, I took the uh, the initiative and I put a 10,000 lumen light yeah. on the side of my house because light. Listen, when someone's trying to make a decision on whether they're going to steal something or not, they're not going to gravitate towards the super well lit area. But um, yes, that is a major step forward in stopping crime is getting the city lit up properly at night. Yeah, so when it comes to th- these energy efficient bulbs like the LED bulbs and whatever. All right. Um, do you need to rewire the because I, I, I for some reason you shouldn't years ago, I thought I can't buy energy efficient bulbs for my house uh, on the uh, on the lights that are like hardwired into the house. The recessed like, lights. The recessed lights. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have the old recessed lights like you don't have the new flat ones. Right. They're gasoline powered. But Kat, <laughs> if I put a. An LED bulb into a recessed light that has a dimmer on it. It's basically oh, yeah. like a strobe light. Oh my god! It's like yeah, bam, yeah, bam, same. Yeah. Case, yeah. We have case. so same sim, similar there, situation it, on our on our porch lights, and but what you basically get is a, is a rave. This yeah. is exactly what happens when I turn lights on. I'm like, okay, I guess we're at a dance party right now. You can either get the LED or you can have the dimmers. You can't have both. By the way, but you can replace. You can apparently it's it's fairly cheap to replace to the new ones and. Then you can. It's have not both. bad. She's no. right. She speaks the truth. This the young one speaks the truth. Hold yeah. on. Turn up. Let's turn on our yeah, disco turn, lights. Turn the lights yeah, on. I got them. Oh, right, right, here we go. Here we go. Disco lights in the studio. Here we go. Wait, wait. Music. Music. Oh, hit it. And disco. There we go. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, then uh, you'll understand you what's happening it. right now. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember when when the the LEDs, the energy efficient bulbs first came out? And do I, was I like, ever? Oh, oh. I was like, oh, those are I don't like that light. It the looks bright terrible. white. Right? They got it now. They've come so far with it, and now I flat out prefer the LEDs over the old incandescent lights. Oh. They, they sucked all these the, the original lights, but now it replicates <laughs> that 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 glow. Come on, Tracy. Tracy's still doing He's the dance. Still party. dancing. We have to. Come on now. <laughs> we got the lights on. <laughs> oh, there was a bad edit there. That was a weird edit, wasn't it? Doesn't matter. Cool. It, went with the, it went with the vibe. So have you guys seen... Uh, <laughs> oh, party over. Oh, oh, turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. I don't mean to distract on this one uh, topic here, but have you guys seen... I just saw the commercial for it the other night. Casey. <laughs> ceiling fan that screws into the light bulb. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. It is a ceiling fan. How big is it, though? It's not huge. Okay. Wait, I don't understand, Steve. I'm sorry. So where you would take the bulb that goes into the ceiling. It's a fan. It's a fan. That you screw into the... And it screws in. The outlet. And it's a ceiling fan. I need to see that. I'll try that. Yeah, Yeah. I'll try that. No doubt. Because I bought those bulbs that you put into the ceiling, and it's basically like... um, uh, like a flower that opens up, and it's like super. It lights everything. Oh, it's, right, it's great right. for the garage. Yeah, that, I, 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 per your suggestion, mm-hmm. I got I got one for the garage. Did you great. like it? I love it. It's Wait, I mean, super it's, bright. Sorry, can you do a better job explaining what it, that is? Okay, so uh, there's like three arms on it. I'm, yeah. I only have two hands, so uh-huh. they're, so they're like this. They're and, panels, okay. with, panels with lights on them, and these are all lights, and it just screws in like a regular light so bulb. so it gives you more light. Yeah, in it, you can it disperses each it. of these panels out oh. to different areas oh. and they're super, they have more lumens. They're super duper bright. What? Yeah. It, what's it called? Uh, the light. Stupid light. Ooh, <laughs> uh, look really? look up, you know, super bright garage light. Okay, You'll probably garage. a variety. And then of also look up ceiling fan I, light. I see it. Steve, Isn't that cool? I see it. Yeah. Right? Well, you see. can get it on Amazon. 
I need to check that Nick, out. Right? Yeah, That's I get not that. Bad. Yeah. I um also, you know what I I didn't know that these existed, but uh so my son and daughter's rooms are so far away from the uh central uh, air unit yeah. that their rooms don't get the proper uh cooling in the right. summer and heating in the winter. So I bought these floor registers that uh they plug in and it basically is a fan that sucks the air through the vents. So oh, now they finally I love get a sucking fan. It, it is a great sucking fan. Our phone lines are lit up with people that want to help you guys out with the uh, the issue you're having. Oh. All right. Uh, so it's a uh, explain it again. It's a, you put an LED in light. If and you you know the dimmers on the the light switch. Yeah. Like if you have if you use an LED light bulb right. and you try to use that dimmer, it doesn't dim the light. Okay. It just causes the dance party. The flickering. Do it, yeah. Disco party. <laughs> All right, we're going to Disco Rick on the line right now. <laughs> Disco Rick. <laughs> hey, Disco Rick, you're on the air. Good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's How up? You good. Oh, we're losing you. Oh, no. Uh, Hang on. I'm on the Ben Franklin Bridge. Wait, wait. Hold on. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Let's we can go, hear Rick. Go ahead, man. Hey. I just installed recessed lights in my living room all by myself without help from anybody. Okay. Excellent. I'm now an They expert. don't work, but you did. He's now an expert, he said. <laughs> they, they work, but my refrigerator stopped making ice. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. If it's not one thing, it's another. But, but, but I, I ran a new circuit from my box in my garage up through the first floor into no. the attic and now I'm going to put them on a separate circuit. You're adorable. Yeah. You're adorable. Yeah. I think, I think, we, have an e- yeah. I think we have an easier fix. Yeah, yeah. We, we love yeah, you, Disco Rick. Yeah. What I did is I, I passed into the main transformer. <laughs> <laughs> no. He had me at yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. rewired something. Yeah. Uh, all right, see, man. No, actually, we got a couple of uh, electricians on the line, so let me go to uh, Brian, which I think was first in. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, Presbo, how you doing? Good, buddy. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, um, the easier fix, you just got to get a dimmer that actually uh, does LED bulbs. Oh, okay. And you can just get that at a, at a hardware store? Yeah, you can pick it up anywhere, Home Depot, but you just got to make sure it does LEDs, and then you just wire that in, and it'll work perfectly. Oh, so you have to so wire, wire things in. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, I have a great electrician I can recommend to you. Actually, it just was over to my house, and and, uh, and that was the case, too. That's exactly it. They, yeah, they, there's the a specific dimmer made for those lights. You that's just need you, to rewire case that's how you eliminate the disco. Yeah. Chuck will do it for you. He's not afraid of the electrical stuff, right? <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, less afraid to do the uh, electricity now. I just have to turn the, the grid down uh, for the entire neighborhood. Yeah, and, and that's all you got to do. All you have to do is call do. in like a diehard yeah. shutdown of the grid. Hang yeah. on, let me go to Patrick because he also has a suggestion. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Patrick. Good morning. <laughs> one more, t- one more time. Patrick. What's up, Patrick? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hey, this is Patrick to PhD. So, Casey, <laughs> yes. when you buy your LED bulbs, there are some that are dimmable, mm-hmm. some that are not dimmable. So mm-hmm. if you're on Amazon, look for the ones that are dimmable. Yeah, no, so it's I'm not those. dimmable. I uh, I know. I buy the dimmable bulbs. They are not working properly because, as the last guy had just called, the the switch itself is not wired it's not for, for LED. It's not compatible okay. for LED. And yeah. that's the issue. You want LEDs. You have to turn off the AC sucking fan then. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. You can't both at the same time. Turn off the ice maker stops. <laughs> Is this the suck fan? Yeah. 
Uh, I'm intrigued by that that ceiling fan thing. Uh, how big is it? Because so, the, the video we saw of it didn't have anything for comparison to show me. Like you know, I'm gonna guess like I don't know what would that be a like a, like an eight inch like personal pan pizza. Okay, yeah, thing? yeah. So here we go. Mm. All right, I just need it. We're we're watching the video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's pretty small. It's small. It would pro- it would work for a small room. And there yeah. are ones that that are slightly bigger, but they they do apparently. I was see the larger fins now. <laughs> well, no, I knew the fins were going yeah. on there, but... But you know uh, what? That's not bad for... That's not bad for a little room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And all you have to do is screw it. It's like a regular light bulb. You, you screw it and do it. Screw it and do it. Yeah. Suck that thing. make sure the door can open. <laughs> I wish I was an electrician. <laughs> really? I do, I do not. Yeah. No, I, like, I admire their ability to not nope. be afraid. I wish I was a fire engine. <laughs> yeah. You could be. A fire I'll engine. paint you red. <laughs> I'd like to be uh, an electrician and a, and a carpenter. Also a musician. Carpenter and an astronaut. Which one? Do you want to be Karen or the guy? I want to be a florist. Oh, that's cool. No, I definitely want to be a carpenter. Uh, And I am obsessed with these uh, epoxy tables. uh, Uh, People are doing epoxy floors now. Yeah, well, my buddy does epoxy floors. Oh, my God. He he works with the guy who was coaching the Media Little League. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah. The epoxy tables? Yes. Where you put some kind of a design down? Yes. And then the, no. Good Lord, you just had an orgasm. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, and then you put down the epoxy and you can see through it and whatever's uh, on top. Yeah, that's that's come back around. I remember that way back when, when I was a kid, that was kind of popular. It's a big thing again? Yeah. Epoxy tables? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I uh, have to do some renovations to my house. Oh, and, yeah? <laughs> um, Is it going to require a lot of work? <laughs> I, you may want to get one of those light bulb I fans. Will, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything. I okay. can't. Like, it is so... You don't I'm, chip this in? Is, this isn't made for me. But anyway, the like the decor that uh, I'm going for, I, it's literally like what I grew up having in my parents' house. Isn't I'm like, kind of wild? I can't believe I'm purchasing this mm-hmm. whatever that my basically what my mom had are you getting like house. shag rug and all that like a <laughs> table made out of beer cans <laughs> when, when I look yeah. at the decor these there's days there's my Conestoga wagon uh, <laughs> table it, I think everything looks so good and so sleek these days and I wonder like how long is this going to look well, cool and not Jeff Devlin yeah well uh, stuff comes and goes I mean, you know, yeah. 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 what do like, you think Jeff about- don't forget to call me today yeah d- he's he's good about calling you back right uh, no. Well, he's supposed to call me today, so we'll see. Okay. Right. If you go back watch and watch some dated uh, or you know uh, films or, or movies that are made to be of a certain time, you'll things like you know like avocado uh, colored uh, everything uh, appliances yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. were yeah, yeah. big we had those. for a while. Today I installed a porch fan and could not open the door. <laughs> 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 oh, Everybody's installing installing some porch fans. Long period, so I adapted. Preston, have you seen? Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. No. Uh, so I came out earlier this year, I think. I, I the watched, Judy Bloom story, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steve, um, the, the decor in it, the neighborhood, it's, uh, you know, in the 70s, late 60s, oh. early 70s in New York and then North Jersey suburbs. Preston, they nail that decor. Oh, wow. like, Preston, inside and out, it looks so much like my childhood. We had an avocado-colored refrigerator. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, an avocado too. shag rug. Yeah. yeah. It yep. was all the rage. Yeah. Steve, we had the burnt orange shag rug. Burnt oh, orange. Yes. God. Yeah. Ours is blue. <laughs> Stuff is so ugly. By the way, yes. when yeah. I put my Super 8 camera light on the shag rug. <laughs> Casey, yeah, we had, we had like a royal blue carpet. Ooh, yours is royal blue. I mean, like, like you know, dark blue. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so do you think, gravitating back to that, Kathy, in the, uh, 
in the what, design? The sh- well, not the retro, I mean, not shag carpet. No, I'm just thinking of the um, like you have the big chair that's a hand. <laughs> no, like <laughs> just like the coloring of everything, and um, you know, like the lighter woods and all that kind of stuff. You know what I always love, Preston, in uh, in help. The Beatles had the sunken beds in the floor. Yeah, Ooh, that I was like really that. cool. Yeah. What do you? How long do you think these uh, these black windows are going to <clears throat> look cool? And Aren't they just like, walls? Um, yeah, black windows. You, the, yeah. the frames. The, the oh, windows. The frames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it looks it, great. It's a cool highlight. I, I think it looks pretty cool. But yeah, it, it'll come and go. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff will, will switch and change. But it could last for a while, a decade or more. Who knows. Um, but anyway, we got started on this. Uh, they're they're going to replace all the uh, the street lights. Disco lights. This is City Beat. Yeah, we're still in City Beat. Uh, the project does not include the construction of new street lights, just the modernization of existing ones. Crews will replace uh, old high pressure sodium street lights with longer lasting uh, LED lights. Crews also will install technology to allow for the lights to be monitored remotely, meaning that the city will not need to rely on residents to report outages. They'll know That's when they're out. That's going to be great. Yes. Uh, any plans to put light bulb fans in those lights? No, but how great would that Wouldn't be? Wouldn't that be cool? All of the streetlights have a fan Never on gets it. hot on my block. Mm-mm. Were you guys streetlight uh, kids? Yes. Yeah. Did you go inside when the streetlights came on? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. that was that was one of the rules, yeah. Street that was What we used to love to do was shut off the uh, the streetlight using the uh, uh, high-powered uh, uh, flashlight and really? shine it at the sensor at the top of the uh, streetlight. We used to shoot them with BB guns. Oh, you'd shoot them out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stupid. But we did it. Uh, all right. So anyhow, that's just a heads up on that. Um, and that means we're going to wrap yeah. up the city beat here because we do have some uh, bizarre files. We got some dancing to do. And we also have the back school A to Z as it continues in the J U J U. What will be next? We'll find out when we return. Stay with us. Tomorrow from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grog. At 863 West Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr, the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $3 Bud Light drafts during the football game. Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from 8 to 10 at Club Risque Philly, 1700 South Christopher Columbus Boulevard for an MMRBQ ticket raid. A pair of tickets will be given away every 15 minutes. A reminder, and this will probably be your last warning, we have a secret text word prize today. It's your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Eddie Izzard, who's going to be performing Thursday, September 14th, next Thursday, at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And he's back in North America for the first time in four years with a brand new comedy tour. Uh, two nights, by the way, 14th, 15th, they're on sale now. But you can possibly win by texting the word SECRET to 39333. We will send that word back to you in a little bit. We'll ask you to call him with that word. And we'll get a random texter as well. So a couple of different ways to win. But you want to do that now. Now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we'll start with this. A suspected drunken driver accidentally called Nebraska law enforcement on himself. Uh-huh. Leading to his arrest. And it's interesting. <laughs> it wasn't like a butt dial or anything right. like that. It's pretty wild how this happened. The man called 911 to report another driver who he 
thought was driving on the wrong side of the highway. When authorities arrived, it became clear the caller himself was the one driving on the wrong side of the road. This is all bunch of people driving on the wrong side of the road. And he was intoxicated. Oh, the, it was me. The driver says in a recording call of uh, the 911 call, I'm on Highway 77 going north, and there is somebody that is on the wrong side of the road. That's great. He added the driver, quote, almost ran me off the road, and he said, that was gnarly. Like, that was a lot. <laughs> The video shows the unidentified driver being pulled over by a police officer. He said, do you know why I stopped you? He said, yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road. And when asked In my defense, I've been drinking. If there was a uh, reason he was driving on the wrong side, he replied, he must have missed an exit. <laughs> That's how it happens. You miss an exit and you start driving on the wrong right side of the road. He also confirmed he was the same person who previously called 911. Uh, the driver had a blood alcohol content twice, over twice the legal limit, according to the sheriff's office. So he was arrested. All right, and I'm a terrorist. Yeah. Court documents reveal that an Indiana man told police that he had experienced a, quote, spiritual awakening ah. and decided to spread some love by standing in his doorway and waving at people who drove by on U.S. 40 in Centerville. The only problem, he was completely naked at the time. Hi. Elijah Barker, 42 years old, was arrested and charged with possession of methamphetamine and indecent exposure. Uh, police were called out to uh, the apartments where he lived. Uh, they have the appearance of an old motel with windows and doors facing the highway and visible to passersby. Officers were dispatched to the apartments due to reports of a man standing nude in his open doorway and touching himself in full sight of the public. Have a good trip. Officers reported arriving at uh, Baker's apartment and finding the front door wide open and all the curtains pulled away to allow full view of the inside of the apartment, which included a fully nude Barker. Parker met the officers at his front door and asked if they preferred if he put some clothes on before speaking. Wait, you know what? Yes, we would. An officer reportedly responded, I advised I would prefer that he did. Uh, and after putting on a pair of shorts, officers began to ask Barker about his state of nudity. He reportedly then pointed behind the officer and said, Jeep, Jeep. <laughs> okay. Jeep, Jeep. He told the officer he said this every time a Jeep passed. The officer noted that he did not observe any Jeep on the highway passing by. Jeep, Jeep. According to documents... Let's play punch buggy. Uh, reveal, uh, court documents revealed officers then informed Barker that the department had received reports of him standing in his doorway, touching himself inappropriately. When asked if these were accusations or two, Barker said that he admitted they were. And when asked why did he do such a thing, Barker reportedly replied that he, quote, thought it was acceptable behavior. Right. Of course. Officers reported uh, believing that Barker was on some type of narcotic, asked the man if he had a drug problem. He allegedly admitted oh, yes. using meth, mm -hmm. but claimed he had stopped taking drug once he was put on an unnamed prescription. Police later found meth in his wallet. One of the side effects is I stand in open doorways nude and touch myself. While handcuffed, he told police about how he had a spiritual awakening and that he wanted to, quote, spread some love to the people who drive by every day by waving at them. That's very sweet. He also told police that he had no problems with anyone because he has, quote, stood in the trenches for them. Yes. Whatever yeah. that means. Nothing sends a message of love like pleasuring yourself in a doorway. Mm-hmm. A Tennessee woman who hasn't cut her, the hair on the back of her head since 1990 earned the Guinness World Record for the longest competitive mullet in the world. Wow. Yes. Uh, Tammy Manis earned the female version of the mullet length record when the party in the back part of her hair was measured at 5 feet 8 inches long. 
Mana said she keeps the front and sides of her hair short, but hasn't cut the back since February 9th, 1990. Uh, she said that she grew a mullet when she, she was young, inspired by a girl in the Till Tuesday Voices Carry video. <laughs> Amy Mann. Amy Mann, yeah. And immediately regretted cutting it off in 1989. The weirdest thing she said I find is that people remember me from years ago. I've had people recognize me from 20 years ago because I kept the same hairstyle. Manis took second place in the female category at the 2022 U.S. Mullet Championships, earning her a $300 prize. And she said she learned shortly after the contest, the Guinness World Record had opened a category for the longest competitive mullet. She said the application process was long and involved, but it was well worth it when a certificate showed up at her home home. Two tourists jet skiing off the coast of Morocco uh, were shot dead by Algerian Coast Guard after straying into their waters. Oh man, they shot him dead. Yeah. Wow. Bilal Kisi and uh, Abdali Marshour, both French Moroccan nationalists, died on Thursday after taking a wrong turn while they were jet skiing. The pair were uh, off of the beach resort in Sadia. They don't even try to, you know, yeah. get them to leave. They just <laughs> shoot on sight. On Morocco's northeastern shores, a shocking video one of the men's lifeless bodies floating in the water was shared Jeez. by a fisherman. A third man uh, is due in court soon. Mohamed Kisi, the younger brother of Bilal, said that the group had initially tried to speak with the officials before they were shot. He said, we got lost, but we kept going until we found ourselves in Algeria. We knew we were in Algeria because a black Algerian dinghy came towards us, and those on board fired at us. He said, thank God I wasn't hit, but they killed my brother and my friend. They arrested my other friend. Uh, Mohamed opted to swim back towards uh, Moroccan waters before he was rescued by the Moroccan Coast Guard. The Moroccan government uh, declined to comment on the death of jet skiers. Algeria, Algeria has not commented on the matter either. That's just messed up. Mm. All right, let's get something a little lighter before we wrap up. Yeah, I like this one. Christopher Prey, described by law enforcement as an extremely dangerous escaped Oregon State Hospital patient, was apprehended after getting stuck up to the armpits in mud for 12 <laughs> hours. 12 hours. In North Portland. Well, maybe that's what we need here. Some Port- mud. Portland Fire and Rescue were sent to a report of a potentially deceased person in a pond. Uh, the patient was stuck in the mud approximately 75 feet from firm ground and was buried up to his armpits. The rescue required a rope and ladder in order to remove him and and took about an hour to complete. Yeah, that once you get stuck in that mud, there's oh, yeah. like a suction effect, and you can't go anywhere. After the rescue, the patient was taken to the medical center for evaluation. He uh, provided a fake name, but an observant hospital employee noticed that he resembled Tom Hanks, Christopher Prey, uh, hospital <laughs> Thomas dead. Hanks. Notified uh, police who responded and confirmed his identity. He was arrested, and uh, he had apparently escaped custody on August 30th. Um, so, yeah, the, the initial release, law enforcement said that he had stolen a Dodge Caravan while fully restrained with leg shackles, a belly chain, handcuffs, and, re- and restraint connecting all three together. <laughs> they started to chase but ended the pursuit due to safety concerns, and he was in custody for alleged attempted murder, assault, robbery, and other charges. Wow. wow. But he got stuck in the mud. You're right. We need some mud around here. Sure. Get our escape convict. And that is what we have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, Kath, let's get a winner on the secret text word. Who's it going to be today? Five. All right, we'll take the fifth caller at 215-263-WMMR and see if you know our secret text word. We'll come back with the winner in a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. 
Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Like to give something away. Oh, wait a minute. Why did I hit that button? Oh, wait, I wait, need wait, to wait. pause that for a moment. Pause it. We need to get pause. our secret text caller, and we were looking for caller number five, and it's Craig that we are going to go to first of all. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're good. All right, Craig, do you happen to know the secret text word today? Yes, sir. It is marathon. Marathon is absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second, bud. Got your tickets to see Eddie Izzard Thursday, September 14th. That's at the Kimmel Center or the Kimmel Cultural Campus. The one and only Eddie Izzard back in North America for the first time in four years. A brand new comedy tour. Tickets for both nights, September 14th, 15th, are on sale now via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. We also got a random texter, and that is Brad Otell, who is from Morton, PA. So we will give you the tickets to see Eddie Izzard as well Thursday, September 14th. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question and we are going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for the special murder mystery event at Red Rum Theater on Wednesday, September 13th. And it's a 21 and over event. You get a complimentary buffet and a free drink and an admission ticket to the advanced screening of the film. Uh, The question that I'm going to ask is, let's do this. What were Ann Moore's chimps' names? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. They were all named the same thing. All right. Uh, What were Ann Moore's chimps named? 215-263-WMMR from our uh, close 7 o'clock time period. Let's see if you know the answer and we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by 20th Century Studios. Head to WMMR.com to register to win tickets to join Casey Marissa and Nick at Red Rum Theater for a special murder mystery event to celebrate a haunting in Venice. 
Only in theaters on September 15th. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the rapper known as Blueface is dealing with the bombshell after his mother revealed to him the strong possibility that he and his baby mama are cousins. Blueface is reportedly taking some time to process all of this and has moved in with his brother, Asshat. Mm. Hey, hey! A U.S. Open fan was thrown out of the match yesterday after tennis star Alexander Zvedrev, I think it is, insisted the guy screamed, quote, the most famous Hitler phrase there is. Witnesses say the fan reportedly screamed, kiss my grits, which is not a Hitler phrase, but still disruptive. Mm. And finally, friends are speaking out about the nature of Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet's relationship, describing it as uncomplicated. How uncomplicated? Well, apparently Kylie tugs on it, and Chalamet says, ooh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's Kylie trash. Nothing complicated about that Nothing complicated at all. All right, we will see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. What were Ann Moore's chimps named? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Chip. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Chip, good morning. Good morning. All right, Chip, what were Ann Moore's chimps named? Bobo. Bongo, yes. We're going with that. Bobo, Bongo. Same thing. Sometimes we're lenient, other times we're not. And we're going to give Chip the prize. We're going to give him uh, tickets to see, well, along with Casey, Nick, and Marissa, the special murder mystery event at the Red Rum Theater. Wednesday, September 13th, courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. It's a 21 and over event. It includes complimentary buffet, free first drink, and admission to the advanced screening of the film only in theaters September 15th. Another chance to win at WMMR.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Oh, boy. Brought to you by... Sports and Social, cheer on the birds, just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. And you can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime uh, contest, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and a bunch more. Rolling Stones announced a YouTube event for their new album, Hackney Diamonds. Full details will be shared in the Hackney District of East London today, where Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ron Wood will be interviewed by Jimmy Fallon. Interesting. The event will be exclusively streamed on the Rolling Stones like YouTube channel. Uh, fans first gained knowledge of the new music a few weeks ago through a series of clues the Stones dropped in uh, newspapers and billboards. Oh, hey, Hackney Diamonds. In a press release, the band stated Hackney may be at the heart of Hackney Diamonds, uh, but this is a truly global moment we want to share with fans around the world via YouTube. Uh, a Along with the teaser of Jimmy Fallon being beckoned to the event, the band posted what looked to be the title of the first single, which is called Don't Get Angry With Me. And this uh, Hackney Diamonds will mark the first new Rolling Stones album of original music since uh, the release of 2005's A Bigger Bang. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been quite a while. Uh, Hackney Diamonds will also be the first Stones release since the death of Charlie Watts. And uh, he performed on nearly every recorded song. Do we have a clip? Performed in 1962. There was something that was uh, coming over around now-ish. Is it the bit uh, bit with Fallon? No, no, it was a song. Yeah, Um, not yet. Well, I mean, there was an embargo. Uh, We were allowed to tease on it. And then... uh, uh, I thought there was so this, there was a story out. Uh, there was a press conference at nine thirty. Um, London time. Uh, ooh, well, I don't know. 
Uh, but then there was also supposed to be a song okay. uh, that was supposed to come with it. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Don't have anything for you right now, though. So right. stick with us. So maybe we'll hear a little sliver of it at some point on the uh, uh, on MMR's broadcast day. Mm-hmm. Ann Wilson has released a new live version of her single, This Is Now. It ties with her tour. She's currently on the road and posts online. Seeing all of your beautiful faces from the stage each night is something I never take for granted. And her responses in the new songs have been beyond gratifying to me. Um, her new album, Another Door, will be out September, September 29th. Now, as for Heart, in a recent interview, Nancy Wilson said that she and her sister have been working on new music together. That's cool. In describing it, she said, it's closer to what you would have heard us do originally do in the 70s, the late 70s, so it's really fun. It's just exciting and inspiring, so no release date was given as of yet. So it's, more straight up rock than pop? I guess that's the story. Because they were really cool. They went into a, a pop phase, which was so good. Yeah, they had tremendous success yeah. in that pop phase, but I personally prefer the rockier stuff. As do I. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, and so does Rocky. And so do I. And <laughs> there's her from Seattle, you know. Yeah. What about the, the did you like the all I want to do is make love to you? Yeah, oh, what a story behind that. Yeah. So she bangs this dude in the motel because her husband can't give her a kid, and then it's just a total mess. Yeah, total it's mess. It's like when I banged Adrian. <laughs> it was not that good. <laughs> Would you describe it as a total mess? No, nah, it was a total mess. So I went back to doing buckets. <laughs> oh, <Jeez>. yo. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. Okay, the 30th anniversary edition. That's how I got worms. <laughs> you got worms? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Do not sleep with an unclean dog. Uh, the 30th anniversary <laughs> Anniversary edition of Nirvana's In Utero is set for release on October exactly. October 27th. Uh, Nirvana's third and ultimately final studio album was considered to be one of the most impactful records. Of, one of the most impactful. Now we're playing a new record. <laughs> <laughs> so tired for some reason. I'm a big fan of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. No, uh, impactful records of the modern era. Well, I'd never, which record is this? In Utero? In Utero. All right. Uh, the remastered album comes in several formats with a total of 72 tracks. 53 have never been released. Wow. It includes insane. two full in utero era concerts, LA in 93, and the band's final Seattle performance in 94, plus six bonus live tracks from Rome, Springfield, and New York. Springfield. You know, every state has a Springfield. That's yep. right. Uh, and then finally, we'll end with this cute story. A music-loving dog was uh, reunited to her family after escaping from her home and sneaking into a Metallica concert in California. Wow. The German shepherd named Storm was taken to a shelter after being found sitting in a seat during the Metallica show (laughs) at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Wait, the dog's name is Storm? Yeah. So this was Shelter for the Storm? I guess so. So the band said in a social media post after a full night... Taking in the show with her Metallica family, Storm was safely reunited, reunited with her actual family the next day. It is a fine-looking dog. They said uh, she had a great Stay time away. <laughs> listening to her favorite songs, including Barks Eterna, uh, Master of Puppies, I get it, and The Mailman That Never Comes. Uh, Storm's owner, uh, Kathy Villa and uh, Arabeth 
Furtado said that they don't know how the dog got out of the house. They said that they found out about Storm's concert adventure when they saw the photo online. How does a dog make it all the way into a venue like that, unchecked? Villa said, I kept... It had a ticket, obviously. Reading the captions, and I was like, dude, she was really there, in a seat. Like if she had bought a ticket. Uh, so, uh, Hurtado said that Storm is used to loud music being played in the house, but it was a surprise to see her at an actual concert. Were there any pictures? Did you see pictures? I didn't see any pictures, yeah. no. And that is all I have in music news for you. So, we have one final break to take. We're going to come back in a second, get our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and get ready to move out of the way. But one more clip for, or one more song, I should say, for the Back to School A to Z. We'll be right back. take this time to thank uh, Pat Oswalt for being on our show today, but he actually called in yeah. um, when he was supposed to for the interview, but he's got some kind of a family thing that came up and was very, very apologetic and said he's going to check in with us later in the week. No problem. We understand. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, looking forward to talking to him because he's going to be at City Winery uh, coming up on October 7th. And apologies to the Fox Good Day people. We were supposed to do our segment on there and we... Uh, we kept talking. And we Tuesday. talked right over the time. <laughs> it feels like Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, whatever. It well, is what it is. You know, Wednesday, Sunday at Carvel. Same thing. That's what they yeah. say. Uh, Sarah Parker hey! is here. The letter J is a Preston letter, isn't it? With totally. Foreigner. Oh, Van yeah. Halen. Van Halen. <laughs> and you say, uh, I haven't looked at the list yet for today. There's still more J songs? Lots of J's. I thought we were almost out. No, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's so like, over an hour's worth. Yeah, there's like 14 left. So yeah, oh, you're a good clock and some. A good yeah. hours of, right. of J's. I'm trying to see if any of them are really long songs. Yeah, there is a there is a nine and a half minute long this J song that we are two songs away from. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you taking a guess, Sarah? It's a good, good, good one. I'm trying. I can't think of it. Mm. So I'll just, I'll be surprised uh, along with everyone else at the same time. Is it's it Jungle the to the Welcome? No, it, it is not. Yes, Jungle to the Welcome. Uh, but it is in the jungle. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know what it is. It's a great wait, wait. song. Yeah. It's, it's nine minutes and 33 seconds, right? Uh, it says 928 on here. Let's but just say 933. It says 930. Well, we yeah, have yeah. the, uh, yeah. uh, maybe we have the edited version. Maybe. Yeah. It just takes those five seconds yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess we, we didn't need to do any thank yous, so we can just do our letter of the day, Sarah, if you're ready for that. I'm so ready. All right. Here. What Damn is it. Going What's going on? That's my ready music. I'm bringing up the wrong fader. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on Mighty 
93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... T, as in today. All right, huh. T is in today, and that means we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets, uh, VIP soundcheck passes, and two hotel rooms for uh, the night as MMR rocks Evanescence. And that is this Friday, September 8th, Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. You missed me at least 21 years of age in order to win that prize. And we're only a couple days away from getting that to you. So, uh, so more A to Z. More alphabetical songs. Yep. It's going to rock. It's going to be everything you expect. And make sure you follow along on WMMR.com. I also have tickets to the One Fine Day Fest this Saturday at The Man it's with your good. friend G-Love. Yeah. Also Sting, who I, I think we can consider him a friend of the show now, I right? So. A dear yeah. friend at this yes. point. Sting, yeah. Shaggy, Thundercat, all as well. And uh, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, he's asked me to be godparent to his next <laughs> grandchild. That's great. Wow. Yeah, so it's, that's I didn't how, know it was that intense. Very quickly. We, our relationship grew very, very quickly. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan and the President's Future Runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Hmm. Uh, buy advanced tickets at parenfair.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we Showgram. have uh, Comedic Cody. Yeah. Who's Comedic Cody? He's uh, he's doing a one-off show at Helium. Okay. Uh, he is a uh, TikToker's uh, sensation. Okay. All right. Yeah. Didn't, I was not familiar with Five the Five million followers on TikTok. I don't follow him, but... All right. We'll, we'll, find, we'll out. find out. We'll, we'll find out what he's all about tomorrow. And then our friends uh, Alicia Vitarelli and uh, Alana Gomez are going to be in studio for oh, the 6ABC, which is going to be great. Yeah. So that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.